Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time. If I screw up, Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey, <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Alright, here it is a Monday, the 30th day of October 2023. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Let's do it again. 916-909-0985. That's your number. You can also get in on the text machine at that same number. Uh, get the podcast, stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere, Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com and on social media. And listen to the BS and our YouTube channel at The Bailey Show. Uh, Ian Bag will be at the Punchline, Sacramento, November 10th. Uh, so we'll have passes for, I guess that's this Friday show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to be here for a few days. We'll get uh, Ian on this week. Uh, if you've not seen Ian Bag perform, uh, I've known Ian for a very long time, but I will tell you unbiasedly uh, that... He is, without a doubt, the best crowd-working comedian on tour. Hands down, mm. no doubt about it, you will not find a better crowd-working comedian than Ian Bag. And just go follow him on social media and you can see his stuff. You know, a lot of comedians, they'll have, not taking anything away from them, but they all have their different things and how they, they do their things. You know, they, they have their go-to jokes and their bits and sure. all that kind of stuff. And uh, Ian, even though he's got fallback and go-to stuff, Every show is different. Right. Oh, I like that. I like when you go to a show and it's not the same thing. I I mean, you know, like I was having a conversation with him one time and I was like, I don't know how you find the energy. And he goes, what are you talking about? You do a a live radio show (laughs) five days out of the week, four hours, Uh you know, a show. And you're trying to tell me where I find the energy. I'm like, I I don't know. I just find what you do a lot more difficult. Doesn't feel like it's the same. It's not the same. It's a lot more difficult. I personally think what he does is a lot more difficult the the stand up stage is the hardest stage to stand up on. Agreed. Uh, hands down. I mean, if you've never even just gotten up there and looked out into the crowd, and I say that because uh, as far as he, what he does is is more difficult, is because you are looking at the faces. You have yeah. the instant reaction. Like there's plenty of people, I'm sure, on a daily basis that listen to this show, or especially me, and they're going, "I can't stand this dude." They turn <laughs> off the channel. And you can't hear him, though. Yeah, right. I don't know. Right. You know, it's like, okay, but I don't have to watch you get up and leave the venue. <laughs> and watch live reactions on their faces after you're talking. Uh-huh. Right. And nobody's got the balls anymore to call radio stations and tell you you suck. You know, those days are kind of gone. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go to social media or, or whatnot. So, anyway, Ian Bag, I love him to death. He's a phenomenal human being. He's a phenomenal uh, stand-up comic. We'll have passes all this week for his show at the Punchline Sacramento on November 10th. Uh, we also will have passes all this week for a very, very big show uh, with two very, very large bands, but we can't tell you what that show is until 7 a.m. this morning. So we'll do that. Uh, and then, of course, the Big Fat Bribe continues here at 98 Rock. $500 once again, numerous opportunities each and every weekday. 
Uh, you got to listen for a specific song, so we'll get you that song here when we return uh, next segment. And then you just listen for it. And it always happens at least once during our show. Mm-hmm. So you get to win 500 bucks by, by listening to the BS. So, th- so that's good. Uh, tomorrow is, uh, you got nobody, you guys, nobody did anything for this weekend for Halloween, right? No, nothing no. at all. I mean, no parties, you didn't dress no. up. No, Mm-mm. I didn't even see a lot of people out doing things, to be right. honest. And there was a lot going on. I looked it up on the, the news station sites to see just kind of what was happening in the city. And I didn't see very many people. I saw a few little kids out with their parents doing things, but that was it. Well, yeah. t- tomorrow night's the kids' night, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but they still had a lot of, like, trunk or treats and things like that for the kids to do. Oh, yeah. So last night, my daughter had a, uh, a cheerleading showcase. She's a part of this team. And we went to the the venue, and when we were going into the venue, they had uh, a bunch of. It was like they built like the, like they built like this little vendor city. It was actually pretty neat. And so a lot of the parents for the little kids, you know, it's really cute to see these little kids do cheerleading. Mm-hmm. You know, and, they look like little dolls. Yeah, they're you know they're doing their flippies yep. and they're they got their hair done up and their makeup done up and they're just dancing all the time. It's actually very very. It gives you hope that there's there's goodness in the world, right? <laughs> and so you know, my daughter's you know she loves cheerleading and she's you know she's now out of high school and she's in college, but this is one of those touring type of teams uh-huh. like she's got to go to different like we, we've got to go to LA we've got to go to Dallas we've got to go all these different places over the next couple months uh for her to do this but they had a trunk or treat okay yeah for the little kids you know but you're right like I don't see a lot of decorations Mm-mm. no not in neighborhoods people aren't nope. decorating their houses how's your neighborhood looking well for the last three weeks my wife says she's going to decorate and it hasn't happened so <laughs> oh. If I'm a betting man, and I am, I'm going to say it's not going to happen at all this year. Maybe okay. today. Don't hold. Don't uh, give up on her yet. I'm going to. I'm going to go home, and it's going to be all decorated. <laughs> the our neighbors, the, their decorations are like a blow up thing, you know. Oh. So it's like I got a spider, and I think there's like a ghost, mm-hmm. and it's like that's it. Decoration. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Nothing. <else. laughs> yeah, not too much. I haven't seen too much going on. I saw somebody at the 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 quick quack the other day. I was like, uh, made a bad decision, dude. They put cobwebs on their car, and I was like, "Bad decision," you know. Now, oh yeah, it's it's all a great idea until you go fifty plus miles per hour. Oh, and then it just and then you go to the car wash, and then it just gets all soupy and soppy on the thing. We did, uh, Nikki D and I, we took our our our, our children, our kids, our daughters, mm-hmm. uh, to Sacramento Scream Park once again. We went for two weeks in a row. We have back to back. You know. First time we went, we took Nelson because he was terrified of, of haunted houses. That video and that audio up on uh, thebaileyshow.com and on our social media at Listen to the BS. And so we wanted to go back. Nelson declined the invite. Mm, he did. He didn't want to come back. No. So we went back and, and we met our, our man, Denny, who runs the joint and all the good people that are out there. And, uh, God, there was a line. I mean, rightfully so. It's Halloween weekend. You know? Right. So it's a weekend before Halloween. So it's like t- they said they're going to have like four or 5,000 people out there. It's like, Jesus, Mary Joseph, that's a lot of people. So we go in, and Nikki had three people with her. I had two people with me. And so we had this big group, and we went through, and it's just as good, like, you know, just because of the detail and the mm-hmm. acting and, mm-hmm. and the excitement and the weather obviously helps out. But I will say this. it Because I was startled the first time we went through. I was too. At certain little points, I, I will say some things was like, "Oh, okay, that happened." Now I didn't jump or scream like Nelson, but mm. I was startled a few times. I agree. 
I will say that the second time going through without Nelson, Nelson. <laughs> wasn't as scary. Oh, it wasn't scary. So you're saying at I, all. I added a layer? Oh, absolutely. Which, you made that haunted house terrifying. Yeah, yeah like no, the house did that. Yeah, you you made it a lot scarier than I mean. It was scary. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away. <laughs> From the haunted house. I'm just saying a haunted, I guess the social experiment is a haunted house is scarier when you go through it with someone that's easily scared. Exactly. They have to be afraid. Right. Which brought me to an idea. You're going to rent me out? That's it. <laughs> How did you figure that out, Nelson? I just, like, I just knew. Dang. I just, <laughs> I just knew. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike, huh? Yeah, you'd be like uh, an Uber for haunted houses, and it wouldn't even matter how many times I went through the same house. Like that, you could... would be that scared every time. Oh my god, I, uh, I just hate it. I just hate it. I said that to Denny the other night. I was like, you know, you, uh, it's like extra package. Like this dude's always looking for ways to try to make extra money. <laughs> you could be like the Airbnb of haunted houses. <laughs> You just you just stand outside with a sign, and mm-hmm. you know for I don't know how much you think you charge, like ten bucks. Uh, I think I'm going to twenty 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 five. Let's say twenty five. Don't go twenty five. Go twenty because some if somebody wants to pay cash, they'll have a twenty dollar bill. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, good twenty bucks. So twenty bucks. I mean, not like it's going to be real, but I'm just saying twenty bucks, and you go with them. Uh-huh. You work out a deal, which you know with whoever sure. that you go in free every time, mm-hmm. or they have to pay for your ticket at least. Yeah. You know, and you go through and you go, I promise you, if I don't, you know, it's like a money back guarantee. If I don't make your experience better, then uh, then you get your money back. Uh-huh. Right. He's going to make it worth your while, though. So he'll never be giving money back. Isn't that a great idea? That's a great idea. Yes. If you stand outside, you got 4,000 plus people go through, what did we go, Saturday night? You, no, no. We went Friday. We, we went, went last Friday. We went Friday. We went Saturday this week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This okay, especially, yeah, yeah, we went Saturday. Saturday this week. So 4,000 people, let's just say 100 people mm-hmm. want to take you through. Yeah. And that's that's good money right there yes. for a night. Oh, yeah. You know? I could eat on that. Yeah. So that, that, that'd be good. <laughs> Not only do you make it more scary, you make it more entertaining as, as, as I agree. a whole. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not scared, I'm definitely going to come out with my stomach hurting from laughing. One or the other. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Away. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm an idea guy. Just throwing that out to you. It was a take, great idea. Take it and run with it or I'll probably know. walk. And you have, you gotta be like, no, I gotta go first. <laughs> you want me to go first. Yeah, you want me to lead. <laughs> Nikki and I were like old pros. Like we we yeah. deci- we decided we're like, all right, kids, you go first. We're going <laughs> to the back. And we were just in the back talking throughout the whole time. <laughs> We were like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that the last time. <laughs> yeah. Those kids eating the ice cream, that great detail. Hold on. <laughs> now, he's like, the school bus design. Oh, my gosh. Just phenomenal. Art, art, artistry. God almighty. It's just beautiful. <laughs> well, it really is, though. I mean, like, the artwork is is phenomenal. Whoever mm-hmm. whoever does the artwork for Sacramento Scream park uh, either as a tattoo artist or like da vinci's brother you know <laughs> um was da vinci that wouldn't be the right one it would be more i mean he was an artist was too. he not yeah okay gotcha yeah just want to make sure i'm in the right page right page right cat right category all right 500 bucks in your pocket i'm gonna tell you what song you will be listening for because everybody wants to win 500 bucks on a monday 
uh, here in just a minute. Hang on. Show me the money. money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Live. Once again this week, we have the opportunity for you to win $500 numerous times throughout each and every weekday. We will have an opportunity for you before 10 a.m. with us, the BS, here on 98 Rock. The song that you are listening for is Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance. I paused because for some reason I still can't get this right. The name of the song? On the planner that I do. <laughs> you did, didn't you? Mary Jane's Last Dance. <laughs> so much of a waste case I am. I can never watch this what music. What are you confused about? It just says Mary Jane's Last Dance, and I was like, am I getting the song right? Am I getting the artist? I mean, I know. Oh, the, the Tom Petty part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew it was Tom Petty, but I was like, is that even the song? Right. You know what I mean? I looked at it 14 times even. I'm like, I know it. I sent it to you. And I'm like, I think that's that's right. Here's what I need you to do, though. Uh-huh. I've been I've been holding off on asking you to do this because it's so OCD. Uh-huh. But when you send it to me, can you send it in all capitals? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my thing. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I rewrite it, and then when I rewrite it, I screw it up. Anyway, when you hear uh, the song, be caller 18 and 916-909-0985. And we'll get you $500. Like I said, there will be an opportunity before 10 a.m. to get you that money. Remember this video? I couldn't watch it as a kid because it, it depressed me. It made me cry because it made me think about death. Why? Because he's dancing around with a dead lady. It's, it's uh, what's her name? Not Dar- Is it Daryl Hannah? Kim, is it, is it Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. Yeah, Kim Basinger's dead. Oh, okay. And he's like dancing with her dead body. Like she's supposed to be a ghost or something. Did she overdose? I have no idea what it like. Is that what you got out of this video? Yeah. It's funny because when this video came out, it came out, it was actually very controversial. Really? Because the public was trying to figure out if he was talking about marijuana. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. I was too young to even know what marijuana was at that point. Or like Mary Jane was marijuana, but and it was uh, it was a very cinematic, yeah. mu- music video. You know, and when music when artists would use people of name like Kim Basinger uh-huh. and stuff like that. You're like, oh, this is like a movie. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was it was very, very impressive. MTV loved it, but it was very controversial at Were the Were they time. singing about weed? Uh you tell me. I don't even oh, know still. Okay. So they didn't answer the controversy, which is going around. And after that video, a lot of people actually named their kid Mary Jane. Really? Yeah. I have a friend that did that. Mm-hmm. Sure, true story. Uh Nikki, you're coming over tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. All right, because that's your thing. You like to hand out candy? I do. Okay. So I was thinking about this. You know, Rach and I were talking about it the other night. She she bought a, a big thing. She went to Sam's Club, got a big thing of Reese's to hand mm-hmm. out. You know? And I was like, I go, you know Nikki's coming over, right? And she goes, uh, I don't know what she said. I think she said yes. And I was like, okay. And and I, and I started to walk away, and I was like, I turned back, and I said, is she bringing her own candy? Why would she bring her own Why candy? Why would I bring my own candy? <laughs> okay, well, hear me out here, all right? <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. This has never been asked to me in all my trick or treating years, but go on. <laughs> so we got good candy. I mean, this is good candy. This isn't just little bite size. These are these are full cups. Everywhere I go to hand out candy, there's good candy. All right. Well we're not okay, we're not comparing. I'm just saying we have good candy. Oh, okay. And you are coming to our house and when you hand out candy, let's all let's be honest, when you know you know you're a kid or even as an adult. Mm. It's, you know, 
it, it shows you who you are in the neighborhood. I already know where this is going. Right? You know who you I are. I don't. Like, you want, as a kid, you would go to the house that had the good candy. Mm-hmm. We always gave out the good candy when I was a kid. My mom would give out full chocolate bars. You know, they're like, oh, we want to go to that house. We want to go to your house. So we're giving out good candy, and you're just kind of coming over and handing out our candy that we paid for and taking credit for our candy at the good house. I'm taking credit with who? Kids that I don't know and they don't know me? You will know them for the split second that they come up and say trick or treat. Well, me yeah. coming to hand out candy last week was a great idea to you because it would keep you from not coming outside and staying in the house. Now you want me to come over, let you stay in the house while I sit outside in the cold, hand out candy, and bring my own candy? Look, Let's make sure we're all on the same page here. Well, I still appreciate me not having to come outside. It doesn't sound like it. No, That's no, not no. exactly what he's getting at. And, and two... And two, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, to your to your point. Yeah, yeah, I need to bring my own candy. Well, you know what? I don't have a problem if I should bring my own candy, but I'm not going to bring the candy you want me to bring. If I bring my own candy, I'm going to bring whatever I want. You and you could, you can. I have no problem with that. That's, and I'll have the reputation of maybe not good candy at your house. It doesn't but matter. That's just I don't it. Know. They're going to associate it with your house, right? You, you understand can, where I'm coming from? Yeah. What? But Thank let's you. the two of you are. Uh, let's meet in the middle here. Okay. The idea is he needs full credit, okay? That's what he needs. How is he getting credit taken from him and because I'm at his house? I'm not, not at my own house. He's not handing it out. And he doesn't want little kids looking in the neighborhood throughout the rest of the year going, well, where did where'd she go? Where'd that woman that gave us all that great candy? Oh, she's like some fantasy woman that just shows up randomly. You're the good candy lady. <laughs> so he needs you to impress upon these children. That is his candy that it's I'm giving him. That is his candy that you're giving out. Yes, he needs the credit. For you that. are in I mean, essentially proxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're my proxy. So, what I suggest is you come over tonight and we do a test run. <laughs> <laughs> we could get her a mask with your Just, face. <laughs> because, you know, you sometimes come off a little strong. Uh-huh. And especially oh. if, you know, these kids are, are, are not well behaved, and I've met a few of them. So I want to make sure that you are a good represent, not only a good representation of me in my house, but, but also, like, wow. I don't know if you should be handing out my candy. And if you do want to bring your own candy, there has to be some type of clearance. Like, right? I mean, just run it by me. No, this sounds like too much for me to just come have fun on Halloween and pass out candy and, and chat with Rach. This sounds like I should probably either stay home or stay home. That's what it sounds like. No, 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 no. Yeah. We we can't wait to have you over. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it. It, it sounds like maybe you had second thoughts, you had a conversation. And was Let's like, do it this hmm, way. Maybe she should stay home. You're coming over for Thanksgiving, are you not? Yeah, well, I don't know. You told us the other day you guys might be going on a trip. So nah, we're, we're not, not anymore sure. because no? I forgot I invited y'all. So, okay. so, <laughs> so y'all are coming over for Thanksgiving. Are you bringing food with you for Thanksgiving? I am. There you go. Point. Because I'm cooking. <laughs> and, I'm, my, and we're all eating together. Point. That's not the same as handing <laughs> out. It's the exact it's same, the same thing. The sad thing is I understand it's logic. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a deficiency in me or it's like a, just. definitely a deficiency in you. Let me tell you if, something. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me give you another example. If you were to come over for Christmas, would you bring over a prize? Yes. Point. <laughs> that's not a point. <laughs> what people do when they come to somebody's home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. What you don't do is you're going to pass out Halloween candy whether I come or not. 
So I can stay home. I'm going to have Thanksgiving. I'm going to pass out the same candy. I'm going to have Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat whether you come or not. I'm going to have Christmas. Absolutely. Whether you bring a prize or not. See it's, what I'm saying? See how that works? Yeah, exactly. I'm. Point. No, because I don't have to come for Halloween. <laughs> Don't. You don't have to come for Thanksgiving. You don't, I don't have to come but for I Christmas. I was invited, and I already told Rach that I would help her cook. So I don't back out of things that I agree to do. Yes, I understand that. And but if you're questioning me passing out Halloween candy, then I'll just stay home. Well, I'm not questioning you passing. Yeah, out. you don't know if I'm how I'm going to treat the kids if they bad. I I will say something, okay. but I know how point, to act. Point. I right. <laughs> God, I need but bigger I pockets. <laughs> I got so many points right now. I need cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like no you're point. sitting in there agreeing with everything I'm saying, uh-huh. but in a very argumentative tone. Uh-huh. Right. However you want to call the tone, I'm not bringing my own candy. Think about it. No, I'm not thinking about it. Because it, now it doesn't even matter what candy I bring. It won't be good enough. It'll, oh, you got the miniature Reese's. We give out full ones. Yeah, well, I didn't buy that. I'd agree with that. Yeah, point, Yeah, I know point. that. That's why, I'm not, <laughs> that's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's fine. I'll stay home. Just kick around the idea of the next I'm couple hours. I'm not kicking around anything. <laughs> just let it just let it swisher. Let you it want me to let it marinate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it <laughs> marinate. marinate on you. All right. Get back to me around 9.30. Okay. 9.20. I'll get back at 9.30. I'll okay. have something for you. Promise me you'll think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking hard. <laughs> point. So hard. <laughs> Stupid points. Well-earned points. Mm-hmm. You call them what you want, but I think I made my point. Not really. All right. First round of headlines. Anything to do with candy? <laughs> Actually, yes. I'm going to tell you the latest details <laughs> on the main shooter, and I'm going to tell you where locally you may want to go trick or treating, and it won't be at Bailey's. <laughs> I ain't going to be there. <laughs> it won't be at Bailey's house. All right, two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Get your first round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air 530. Good Air, best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Nikki D. Maine residents were finally able to sleep easy. H1. The suspect in the Lewiston shooting has been found dead of a self inflicted gunshot wound, according to our sources. In my opinion, this is a coward way out when you do something as horrific and then go kill yourself. But Robert Carr was found uh, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the area that he was found in was a recycling plant that he used to work at. They haven't given us many more details about uh, why he didn't work there any longer, anything like that. But something else that came out from this story that was very interesting was that according to the Associated Press, the main police knew of him in September because there was a nationwide alert that had gone out because he had threatened some of his fellow soldiers on the military base. So they were already like looking for this guy, but he vanished. So they're not really sure if they called the hunt off for him or what happened with that. Yeah. That seems to be the spinoff of the story. Uh, Like all the news networks are picking up that he was a person of interest, that they had red flags and this and this and that, you know, the the thing with red flags and and having, you know, I know everybody's so quick to, to beat up law enforcement, whatever department that is or whatever division that is. But do you know how many threats people make on a daily basis and how many incoming 
pieces of information law enforcement on a local or federal level get on a daily basis about, you know, so they have to differentiate, mm-hmm. you know, they have to go, okay, what do we, it's almost like they have to guess. Mm-hmm. And do you know how little we have as far as people working for each and every law, depo- uh, law enforcement we? department? Huh? We? We as a country, oh, you know, okay. I, I, I know what you're, I know what you're getting at, but I'm saying like <laughs> we, we, we as a country, right. the funding's not there, the manpower is not there, mm-hmm. and they do the best that they can with what they have. So don't be quick to judge even the local law enforcement there in Maine because of the news reports that you see. You have to really take a step back, kind of educate yourself on, you know, how much comes in and how much we don't even know. Because out of every one that pulls something like this off, there's ten plus that don't because exactly. And that, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Of course mm-hmm. it is, and that we never even know about. Yep. You know that the, the general public doesn't know everything, nor do we need to know everything. You know, because there would be too much information. That's the point of an investigation. Right. So you know, I know that's the sexy story. Post all this, they've released the pictures of the victims. Um, which I always, you know, after you see something, there was a shooting in Tampa last night, too, at Ybor City, which is kind of like dirty Tampa. And two were killed, numerous injured. And, yes, it was a shooting, but it was different. It wasn't a disgrunt- disgruntled ex-employee looking for his ex-wife or Matt, whatever. It was just a bunch of kids that thought they were badasses and decided to carry guns. And when they met up at Ybor City, decided to start shooting. One guy starts shooting everybody because he's a tough guy who's now in custody, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I, when these things are done, just focus on the victims. Sit there. I know it's, you know, thoughts and prayers is kind of cliche and, and, and played out a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's like the, the news always like to, likes to grasp on even stuff without fact. Versus going, okay, we still have these young these lives that have been lost. Exactly. Let's, Remember them. Let's take a second. You know what I mean? Did they have to lose their lives? Hell no. They just went to go bowl. Exactly. And, and the other people were just eating. They were out at a bar eating. Just eating. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Second story. East Sac is apparently the place to be on Halloween. H2. Caution tape is up. The skeletons are out. And Frankenstein is on display. East Sacramento always creeping it real. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. Creeping it real. Creeping it real. Who is that? <laughs> Where'd you get that audio? That's good. So each Halloween, families from across the community descend on East Sacramento. Uh, many residents there put together these elaborate um, decorations for Halloween. Almost each house on the street puts something up. And I call this Hocus Pocus land because we had uh, a neighborhood or, or area of town similar to that in Atlanta. And that's why I took my daughter every year. And it's just cool when everybody in the neighborhood is on board to have a good time. Some of the neighbors there said that they're going to get between two to four thousand trick-or-treaters come through their neighborhood because that's how elaborate it is. Wow. Yes. Now that's cool. That's good spirit right there. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Same with Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you, you go, you can go ride by and look at the lights. There's, you know, Halloween I can pass on as far as looking at lights. I mean, you know, that's cool that y'all are doing it. Don't get me wrong. But Christmas time, mm-hmm. I will go out, spend however long I need to go, wherever I need to go. Just to, that, that gets you in the spirit. Halloween gets me in a spirit when you have to walk around, especially when you have a small child that you have to walk around door to door. That makes it so fun. It's almost like you're walking through a haunted village. Here's the thing, though. When Yes, when you're with a kid, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As an adult, eh, probably could pass on the Halloween lights, right? Well, yeah. But Christmas, even as an adult, you still want to look at the lights. You do. Yep. 
Christmas never dies. It's like it Toys R Us. You're, You're always right. a Toys R Us kid. You're always a Christmas yes. kid. Always puts you in the in the mood. All right, we had uh, the loss of two big names mm-hmm. in the entertainment business this past weekend. I'm sure most of you at least know one of them. And I'm sure most of you at least know both of them were still alive. I know some people in this room had no idea. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll have that conversation here in a minute. Hey. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, it's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. A reminder, the Big Fat Bribe song that you will be listening for today is Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance. Mary Jane's Last Dance. When you hear that, be caller 18, and we will willingly give you $500. Not a problem. The duckies will be yours. The duckies. Say duckies when yes. you win. Absolutely. So you can use it in a promo that goes all day and make Nikki D happy. She, just, <laughs> she wants to hear duckies. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> just say duckies at some point when we talk to you, all right? Uh, we had two passing uh, passings as far as celebrities go this weekend. We had Night Court actor Richard Mole dead at the age of 80. He played Bull Shannon in uh, Night Court. Which, you know, if you grew up watching Night Court, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Same. Such an underrated sitcom. Yes. Such an underrated sitcom. Totally underrated. Was it underrated when we were watching it? Or I think it's so. it's just not getting its just due after the fact? I think both. I love mm-hmm. Night Court. So do I. It was such an easy watch. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one of those things where my grandma, of course, put me on the Night Court. And I, as a little kid, I remember sitting there loving it. Right. The, the only problem with the show wasn't compelling. It was an easy watch, but it wasn't compelling mm-hmm. enough to talk about afterwards. No. It wasn't like water cooler discussion. Like yeah, no. You, 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 I, if I, right now, all of us watching Night Court, I said, hey, what was your favorite episode? What was your favorite scene? Nobody, nobody's got one. I don't one. have one. Nobody's got one. <laughs> like, I've never met a diehard Night Court fan, right? Nope. You know, but everybody, for the most part, knows of the show. Yes. yes. Didn't they redo it? Did, I don't know the answer to that. They did a reboot of Night Court, yes. That's what I thought. I remember yeah. when they did the reboot, he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. And a couple of the characters from Night Court have gone on, and you see him in different movies, the uh, the black guy, um, the glasses. Um, yeah. The he's, bailiff? No. Uh, oh, I thought he was a bailiff, too. Was he also a bailiff? Or was he a- uh, He like, was the dad in uh, Something About Mary. He's been in a lot of stuff. And same with the the blonde, the white girl, the uh, the, 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 the other, the attorney. You know, she's she was in a lot of stuff. Let me see. Afterwards. But anyway, so that's sad. 80 years old. Uh, it's a good oh, life. Oh, yeah. Charlie Robinson. Charlie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal actor. Yep. He's been in a lot of stuff. Whole... Yeah, except you're confusing him. He's not in something about Mary. That's not the same guy? Mm-mm. Who am I thinking of? No, you're thinking about the. Um... Let me look him up. Damn it. He's the black guy that's in everything that's got an attitude with a gap in his teeth. I don't know. I'm not even going to say yes or no anymore. <laughs> I guess I'm not. Guess we're not thinking about the same people. I don't know. Keith David. Keith, am I? Who's Keith David? Well, no, hold on. That's not Keith. See, now he's telling me wrong no, stuff. He's just me just giving you names. You can't even correct me with the right information. No, here. Give me a second. And then, of course, the uh, passing, which I'm sure. Yeah, Keith David. Is it Keith? Yeah, David? right. Yeah, Keith David. Last night he wasn't in Night Court. No. Night Court is Night Court is um. Night Court is Charles night. Robinson. Charles Robinson. Oh man. Hmm. God, I was. Oh, wait. I was way. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah, you way. That's the Mandela effect. Is it, though? Uh, he, I mean, look, though. You're not way, way off, are you? Well, I mean, it's, it's a white guy. It's all black guy. No. You know, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but what I'm saying is is I, in my head, uh-huh. 
thought I remembered him from Night Court. He was in a sitcom. I know he was in a sitcom. I guess I don't know the Keith answer David that. was in a sitcom. I think there are only two actors from Night Court still alive. But the sitcom that I know him from is it's not old school. It's the it's new. What uh, Keith David? Mm-hmm. Now he was. I'm almost positive. Anyway, let's move on because I'm just screwing this whole thing up. Okay. Matthew Perry uh, from Friends. Yes. Ever, we're all on the same page with Matthew. I can talk yes. about Matthew Perry all day long. <laughs> I do know Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, you know. 54 years old. Very, very sad. He had his struggles. He had his demons. Mm -hmm. He was found, what they're chalking up, not on the books yet, but accidental drowning. Yeah, they said he didn't have any drugs around or anything like that. Around, sure. Prescription drugs he had. They found prescription drugs. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody purposely drowns. No, it's very very much giving me Whitney Houston vibes, which is sad. Well, is you know, it's funny you say that because you know there's a. I hope I'm wrong. A lot of these celebrities are found, they drown. Well, if they took weird, pills, right? Uh huh. Like yes. I did yesterday, I can tell you that they do make you involuntarily fall asleep. Uh huh. And I would assume it's very, very difficult to drown in a hot tub, right? Yeah. What you, what you hope, I guess, and this is a weird way to hope, but you hope that maybe that the drugs over the years had done something to his system. There was the hot tub was too hot and he had a heart attack and and he passed. You know what I mean? You don't what you don't want to hear is that he had relapsed and that he was on on drugs and then fell asleep and and slid into the hot tub. Either way, it doesn't take away, you know, however he passed. 54, right in that window, Bailey, that you always talk about. He had two more years to survive. You know, either way, how he passed, you know, I don't think you should judge the man on his body of work based on how he died. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if if the guy had demons, a lot of people have demons. A lot of, you know, if in fact that is the case and he relapsed, a lot of people relapse and it's a sad story and he just wasn't able to escape it. And, uh, so and you're not still do it. People still judge you on how you die, regardless of yes. your body of work. Well, I'm not doubting that. I know I'm saying that he should not be judged as far as his body of work mm-hmm. on whatever the conclusion is on how he passed. No, I definitely agree. It's just. People are people, so you're going to be judgy. And if you relapse, there's nothing wrong with you. It happens. Get back on the wagon. Well, he helped out. Matthew Perry, because of his demons, helped out. And, of course, Chandler from Friends, for those not familiar with Matthew Perry's at least biggest role that he ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he actually had started his own rehab for men so they could they could get help because, you know, he got help numerous times. And he wanted to help other people. And uh, he, he had even said that he goes, you know, when I was younger, all as I wanted was fame. That's all I wanted to do was be famous. I would go to bed every night praying, please make me famous. Please make me famous. And then when he got fame, just like most people that become famous, say it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. And then he later learned in life, this is kind of like a Ricky Williams story from last week, that, you know, his purpose was to help other people. And he would do that, you know, often. I mean, there are plenty of stories that if you search the Internet of people telling, you know, their story of how Matthew Perry helped them, you know, that didn't get publicity, that didn't get You know, we just kind of laugh at, you know, we kind of like to laugh at these people. Ah, look at you. You got all this money and now you're hooked on drugs. It's not funny because, you know, yeah, they're a famous person hooked on drugs. But for every famous person hooked on drugs, there's five not famous people yeah. that are hooked on drugs. Yes. And uh, if they see that, that that's the public... Uh, outcry is that you're going to be laughed at and they're not going to want to get help. 
Exactly. You know, and that's that's a shame that we have that mentality. The problem is so many people don't realize they need help. They think they have it under control and uh, and it takes people intervening. That's why interventions are a thing. Like for people to come in and help you and say, "Hey, you have a problem." It's uh, it's real easy to lie yourself into a bad situation. So how come every time I try to help you with stuff, you yell at me? I'm ch- I'm just doing interventions. Because the addict is always going to resist the intervention. <laughs> right? Well, you I mean, it doesn't have to be drugs. You're not hooked on drugs. But, I mean, there's, remember that one day with the, the hole in the shirt? I was trying to help you out, and you yelled at me. But look what he came in and did today. He has a whole gallon of water over there and no Diet Coke. I have a Diet Coke. Don't say I don't have a oh, Diet Coke. I, I have my one it. Diet Coke a day. I didn't, I didn't see You got to give the man his one Diet Coke a day. Yeah, but this is the my jug joy. of water. Yeah. You got to have your joy. You got to have your cheat. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with your cheat. And it's a Diet Coke. It's not great, okay? It's filled with, I'm sure, cancer chemicals or something. But, but you know does, what I mean? He does have the water. See, he has the I had the water though. Friday. That's what kind of therapy I give. It's mm-hmm. the after effect therapy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the therapist I am. So you, you get mad at me today, it is. but two weeks later, you're doing what I suggested. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Did you know that Matthew Perry's, or let me ask you this. Do you know who his stepfather is? The, I did not know this until the other night. Uh, Somebody Morrison, I saw. Yeah, very good. Keith Morrison. <laughs> The I famous broadcaster, Dateline NBC. What? Long face, great head of hair. Yeah. Amazing inflection. Mm-hmm. That's awesome wow. grammar. Yeah. yeah. No, I had no idea. I'm such a Keith Morrison mark, and I had no idea that that, that was- That is wild. Matthew Perry's stepfather. Uh, and did you know that Matthew Perry was not the first pick to play Chandler and Friends? No, that I did not know. Well, who was? So the story goes, as I read, is that at the time they had asked him if he, or no, his, or did he try out for Joey? No, 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 no. It, he couldn't do the show because he was filming a pilot for this horrible show that never made the light of day called LAX 2194. Wow. Where he was supposed to be a baggage handler in the future at Los Angeles International oh my Airport. God. So he actually recommended his good friend, Greg Burko. Mm-hmm. Who's Greg Burko? No, I don't know no. that name. Max Bear uh, played Max Bear on uh, Cinderella Man, the boxer. Okay, yeah. You know he's, done, he's done a lot of stuff, but that's probably his, his most famous thing wow, that he's done. yeah. And then uh, it eventually went to Matthew Perry, Perry as Chandler. And, of course, you know, he did Fool's Rush In, which is an underrated rom-com, uh, I think, um, the whole yes. nine yards and the and whole nine yards was great. The odd couple and, and stuff like that. I love Matthew Perry. I think Matthew Perry was a better actor than what he got credit for. He reminded me of a generational Michael J. Fox. Yep. Where they have this kind of arrogance, but it's likable and it's comedic. But he can never make the turn to film. No. Well, Which a lot, a lot of, of people that are TV actors get stuck in that. When you're typecast in such a yes. big show, I mean, that's the death, right? Yes. Because you can't spin it off. Three of the big stars of Friends, well, three three of the stars of Friends almost didn't get Friends because of prior engagements. Chandler is stuck mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston was already booked for another show. And um, what's her name that plays Phoebe? She was already on, what is it, Mad About You? Oh, was she? I don't know. Yeah, she plays Ursula. That's why they tied the two together. She's got a twin sister named Ursula. Mm-hmm. Ursula is the wa- the mean waitress in Mad About You. Did not know that. So she know. was already working on Mad About You, and they're like, well, we can't have you on two shows, and then somehow Lisa Kudrow ended up getting on it. If if the, if 
like one of the cast and friends wasn't who they were that played that part. Uh huh. You always wonder if the show would have been that as successful big as it was. because their chemistry was insane. Yes. And to have chemistry and loyalty and teamwork, because you got to remember, this was the first that I know of of a show of that magnitude with that cast that collectively got together mm-hmm. and said, hey, look, we all want to make X amount of dollars moving forward. It's all or nothing. And that was an, in large part to Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, and Courtney Cox. Because people don't realize this. Friends was meant to be David Schwimmer's show. David Schwimmer was the biggest star out of them. They set his character, Ross, first and the show was to be built around Ross. I didn't know that. And then the rest of the cast was so dynamic as the seasons went on that they ended up fleshing out all of the characters better. But the big three were Schwimmer, um, Matthew Perry, and Courtney Cox. And they were the ones that said, look, if you don't pay the other three what you're paying us, we're out. Yeah. Which is insane. I think they ended up getting like a million or close to a million. The last season, it was a million an episode. An episode. Dang. A million an episode. And that, and they they still, you know, this is. That's underpaid, honestly, for what Fox was making. Or, or, yeah, it was Fox? No. But they worked, I mean, it it wasn't like those those shows in the 80s where they didn't get the residual deals. Like Pamela Anderson doesn't make Jack for Baywatch after the fact. Which is a crime, right? But they still. Are getting paid yes. handsomely mm-hmm. for friends post friends. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just very very sad. I mean, he was only fifty four years old, and uh, he would do different things to keep his mind off of off the demons. We can continue that conversation on what he was what he was doing. Very actually interesting what his hobby is that he picked up. Um, but you know, friends they never. Like, I don't think they ever exploited their success afterwards. Like, when they were mm-hmm. done, they were like, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're so big. We're going to go and do whatever we want because we were on Friends. And that wasn't the case. Like, Fool's mm-hmm. Rush In, I think, was the first major film afterwards that Matthew Perry did. And, you know, did okay. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like this blockbuster hit. No. But it was great. It had great actors and actresses yes. with Selma Hayek in it. Is that yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, David Schwimmer. I don't know. He did a lot of voice work. Like he got into that. Uh, um, he's the voice of the giraffe in Madagascar. Oh. So he didn't need. He had all that friends money, and then he got into six sequels of Madagascar. Uh, Courtney Cox is just Courtney Cox. When did Scream start? Was it oh, during right. the yeah. Friends Scream. run though? I think it was after. I want to say after. I think Scream came after. So yeah. Scream's early 2000s. See, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if Scream was like 96 or not. The spinoff of Joey, total flop. Right. You know, uh, the um, Jennifer Aniston, I mean, she, she sta- became a legitimate star. Yeah, but she stayed in her lane. Yes. Right? She was like, I don't need it to be, I don't need to be the lead. Mm-hmm. She was never really the lead. But they all, they all because of the show, became household names. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny because like, even generations afterwards, I think, still know who friends are. They've become such a cult classic. Yeah, it's wild how much life the show still has in young people. And I think it's on Netflix. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, here's something a lot of people don't know. And there's an interesting, I think it's like a documentary on the 90s, like the dark side of the 90s or something like this. What friends did to New York that Seinfeld didn't do. Because friends was almost the polar opposite to the city of New York than what Seinfeld was and represented. And I can explain that more here in a minute. Hang on. 
Talking about passing of Matthew Perry at the age of 54 and uh, the difference between Friends and Seinfeld. It's actually really interesting. You know, television and movies, there's so much propaganda. That doesn't always need to meet. Uh, it always, it's not always necessary like a political or war type thing, right? Propaganda mm-hmm. is just the convincing of the mind, programming of the mind of different things in the 50s. Uh, was big for television for these our families are perfect and everything is perfect right. and then those times obviously changed but Seinfeld which ran arguably the you know I mean biggest most popular television show ever at least sitcom right mm-hmm. uh, ran from 89 to 98 and the depiction of New York City in Seinfeld even the way that the show was shot was very dark yes very gloomy. There were people were rude. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was kind of what New York was in the eighties, as Rudy Giuliani was trying to clean it up, mm-hmm. you know, and get the bad apples out of the law enforcement, all that kind of stuff. But Seinfeld was a rep- representation of old New York, of the doom and gloom, getting mugged, getting mm-hmm. robbed. They even had episodes where those things were happening, right? You know, then Friends comes along, also set in New York, but. A different vibe, bright colors. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't even remember when I think of Seinfeld, I think of like darkness and it being dark in the background yep. and, and all the time. And then with friends, it was always bright and sunny. Yeah, they're always wearing <laughs> bright clothes. Yeah. Even their apartment, you know, different colored walls, purple, yellow, mm-hmm. bright blues, all those. And it, and it was happy. Right. So it, Central Perk is where they all hung out. Right. You know, it, it wasn't some beat up diner down the street. Right. And they're all linked together, holding hands with their hair blowing in the wind. They liked each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Seinfeld, they didn't all like, I mean, in the show, they didn't all like each other. Right. Right. Like, nah, you know, that kind of uh-huh. like thing. So, uh, yeah, it was it was very interesting what Friends did. It was it was a bigger show than just the show. Mm-hmm. It made you want to go to New York. Yeah, it did. It made you want to drink coffee, right? It made you want to look. My first property that I ever owned was a condo. It was like th- maybe three hundred square feet, mm-hmm. you know. And when I bought it, the walls were yellow whitewashed, and I thought it looked like Friends. Uh huh. So you, you know, left it. It was like you know when you take a wall and you what you do is you 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 have paint and then you take a washcloth or a sponge, and then you put it in the paint, and that's how you put the paint on. Okay. And you just do swirly swirls, and that's how it was. And I ended up doing the entire house like that. Not oh. not house, condo. It was like, sure. again, 300 square feet. But it, it was because of friends. And it was bright cut, bright yellow in the living room, bright blue in the bedroom. <laughs> I was like, I'm into that, because that was very pre-Seinfeld 80s, the neon stuff, mm-hmm. Miami Vice and MTV made famous. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Nikki didn't even realize Richard Mole, who was the other celebrity that we were talking about, passed away from Night Court at age of eight, uh, age of eighty. She didn't even know he was still alive. Right? <laughs> I didn't. I thought he had passed a long time ago. But am I the only one? Like there are. No, people... I thought Mole was dead. Like, yeah, I thought he, I thought he was too. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of celebrities I realize that you think they're they're dead and they're still alive. James Earl Jones. Oh man, I feel like he he died. He died. Oh. No, he's alive. Oh. Why did I think he died? Because he's old. 
No, it's, it's another reason why I thought he died. See, another thing, too, I'm going to get myself. Vader died. Nope, I'm going to get myself credit. Is they put those little fake death things a lot on Facebook. Yeah. And I think sometimes when I see those, even though when I find out that they're not real, I have it embedded in my brain. Sherman, uh, Sherman Helmsley. Now, he's dead. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I think he is dead, too. That is correct. Ha, ha, ha. I'll take rapists for 500 points. <laughs> Luke Perry. Matthew Luke. Perry was also in a couple episodes of Beverly Hills 920. I did not know that. Luke Perry is a You know what they don't mention in Matthew mm-hmm. Perry's death? They mention all of his accolades, or a lot of his accolades is big. They don't mention Growing Pains. Look, that ep- those like three episodes of Growing Pains <laughs> that he was on were outstanding. I'm 48 years old. That show came on like in the early, mid-80s. Mm-hmm. I still remember... Those are the one. Those are the only growing pain shows that stand out. Was the ones Matthew Perry was on, yeah. playing Sandy, mm-hmm. the guy that dies in a drunk drive. Well, he dies afterwards and getting right. in a drunk driving accident. Luke Perry. Luke Perry's alive. No, he's dead. What? Mm-hmm. When did he die? What about his? Uh, a while ago. Come this is what you might be getting mixed up. Jason Priestley, who also was on Nine, uh, Beverly Hills Nine Two and Now he's alive. Damn. Yeah. So I was going to get you with that. Keith Richards? Keith Richards is alive. Who is that? He plays in Greenleaf. That's what I know him from. Yeah. Also, most. but what do you know him fam- more famously for? Um, You just said he was, well, what you thought he was famous for is not right. No, you're t- We're talking about somebody else? No, no, no. We're not talking about the guy we were talking about before. Keith Richards. Greenleaf and? Uh, I don't know what else. Boat movie, Leonardo DiCaprio. Titanic? Titanic. Well, then I don't know the right person. Yeah, no, he's not in Titanic. He's actually in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> That's Keith David, by the way, is the other guy from Something About Mary. Keith David. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, there's no way she knows who that is. I had to double take it go, are there two famous Keith Richards? She owned Greenleaf, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in Greenleaf. Oh, yeah. Progressive commercials? I know. Yeah. Nailed it. Gary Coleman? <laughs> Gary Coleman is alive. He is dead. No! Yeah. She said no! So, who, so Webster's alive? Um, Emmanuel Lewis? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. I know. I, whoever lives in Atlanta, they're alive. Yeah. Gary Coleman, he passed away in 2010. Dang. Gary Coleman done been dead. Yeah, he's been dead for Emmanuel a Lewis, yes, 52. He's alive. He's okay. still alive. What about Todd Bridges? Todd Bridges died. No, he's alive. What? And you didn't have the, a drug overdose? No, and that's the, I mean, that's <laughs> well, kind of the crime, isn't it? That Gary Coleman has uh, died, but Todd Bridges survived all that? And there's like the curse of different strokes. Uh-huh. You know, the girl that was on there. Yeah. <gasps> oh, goodness. Oh. Look at this. Patrick Swayze. Love Patrick Swayze. R.I.P. to Pat. Yeah, he's dead. I know that he's dead. Unfortunately. I believe that there should be a 24-7 network of Patrick Swayze. It would be easy to do. It Just would. Red Dawn, mm-hmm. Outsiders. Ghost. Ghost, mm-hmm. Roadhouse. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Oh, you can yeah. even put Tu Wong Fu, whatever that movie Such is. Such a on great the- movie. Love Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> <laughs> John Leguizamo. Mm, what about uh, Gene Hackman? Gene you know him Hackman, from Greenleaf, right? No, he was in Willy Wonka. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I think he is alive. When he got all the Oompa Loompas to play basketball? Yeah. Gene Hackman was in Willy Wonka. 
He's not the guy from Willy Wonka Chocolate. The what? The Willy Wonka Chocolate His name's what? Is it Gene Wilder? Wilder. Oh, wrong Gene. Okay, which Gene you said? Blue Gene. Wrong Gene. Gene uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. I don't know who that is. So I'm just going to guess and say he's alive. He is alive. Yeah. Now what Re- does he do? He retired from acting. What does he do? He retired from acting about the same time Sean like, What is he playing? Yeah. Name it. <laughs> I mean, like, like a, the guys. He was like the biggest star of the 80s and 90s. And he's, oh. he's been in everything. I mean. Um, Hunt for Red October. Hoosiers. Uh, like, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. But the basketball. I mean, Hoosiers you immediately go to. Never seen it. Superman. Superman, yep. He played Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Mm-hmm. The original. Mm-hmm. OG. Nope. Nah, what's the movie with Will Smith? Um, oh, yes. Where Will Smith the satellite is, movie? Being, is being Enemy chased of the state. by Enemy of the State. Yep. Enemy of the State. Oh, i seen that. Yeah, he's the crazy guy that ends up saving Will Smith's life. Okay. Gene Wilder passed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Very yes, sad. Yeah, I knew he, he yeah. died. I got the opportunity to interview Gene. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. cool. and I was uh, just in awe. Like, I mean, you're talking to royalty. Yes, you know, just royalty. And he was was very, he amazing? Very low key, soft spoken. Soft spoken. He wanted to talk about whatever project that he was on to talk about, but he had no problem talking about Gilda. Oh, that's right. Had no problem about talking Richard? about Willy Wonka, Richard. Oh, that's cool. He talked about Richard. I mean, Gene Wilder was, you know, he and Richard Pryor were one of the best comedy duos. Mm-hmm. Oh, name all. a better mm-hmm. one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and just that they what? came together on accident, basically. Hear no evil, see no evil. Oh, such Blue, a great movie. Blue Streak. You know, all those were awesome. What about Richard Karn? Dang, I know that name. There's no way you know Also that in Greenleaf. He's not in Greenleaf. I know that. I have heard that name. Nelson? I'm going to say he's dead. Uh, He is alive. Dang. Mm. I need to let these people be alive if I don't know him. Home improvement. He's Al. Al. Oh, I know Al. And then he sold, like, Kodak, like, printers for a while. Yeah, he was on all those commercials. And then I think he was on America's Funniest Home Videos for a minute before Carlton took over. He always made you want to hug him. Yes. He's just yeah. like a big bear. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Nice. All right. Second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what sport our governor is in all that great in and what <laughs> movie needed an intermission. Actually, your headline should read, if World War III starts, it's because of our governor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you. That's how the headline should read. All right. We'll get you those two big stories from today here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Just FYI, this week here on the BS, we'll have tickets uh, not only for Ian Bag at the Punchline, mm-hmm. which we'll give away here in about 20 minutes, but uh, all this week we'll have tickets to see Creed with Three Doors Down. That show announced, like, this morning. The Toyota Amphitheater, September 1st of next year. Reuniting on stage their first performance in 12 years. Long time. Courtesy of Live Nation, yeah. Second round of headlines, thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Go ahead. Basketball and dress shoes don't go together. H3. Now, we've been talking about this for a little while now. The governor is in China for a week-long visit, this after making a quick stop in Israel, a one-day trip. 
And during his stop in China, he's been over there as he just stated for about a week, he went out um, to play a game of pickup basketball with some kids out on the court. And as he's doing all these like fancy little dribble moves, he slips and falls and lands right on top of this poor kid. And when I saw this video, I said, why are you out there trying to do spin moves with dress shoes on? Governor Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Yeah. That's who you're talking about. Uh, That could start World War III. Yeah. You know, trucking a Chinese kid. I don't even know why you're, well, I know we can assume why you're over there, but like, really? Somebody thought it was a good idea to go out there and play basketball with some Chinese kids and then film it. And then he just trucks the kid, (laughs) you know, I mean, (laughs) can you imagine if the, if the end of days comes because of this? Like, don't you come over to our place and truck our kids in basketball? Exactly. You're supposed to. You're supposed to let them win. Yeah, right. Right. You're no, he was out there actually playing. Like he's playing hard with these little kids. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good political move, Gav. What are you doing? All right. Second story. Do you think long movies should have an intermission? H four. Can I help you? Yeah, Marty Scorsese sent me. Said you added an intermission in his movie. Now I'm here to tell you to take that intermission out. It is a long movie. I don't want to hear that it's a long movie. You tell the moviegoers to take a before the movie and wait it out. (laughs) (laughs) Some independent theaters got in trouble for having an intermission break for the screening of Killers of the Flower Moon. That movie is three hours and 26 minutes long. A studio representative contacted one of the theaters and said that they violated the licensing agreement. You cannot stop the movie for people to take an intermission break. This theater Hmm. did an eight-minute break, and they thought it was a hit. They were going to continue to do it for all their movies that were long, but they said, "Uh uh-uh, can't do it. I didn't know there was rules to that. It's interesting. I didn't either, but apparently there are. I'm thinking, would I want an intermission? I think I would. Yes. I think, if it was a movie I, I actually didn't want to miss a second of, yes. That well, movie I took my <laughs> own intermission. Yeah, and I reported you. I don't care. <laughs> that movie could have taken like a break till tomorrow. We could have come back. And like, I don't even care. For the intellectual, that was a very good movie. For the historian, that was a very good movie. It still could have been two, two and a half hours. That movie long. could have been an hour and a half. There were a couple parts that I thought they could have omitted. <laughs> and they could have shortened it up a little bit. Yes, yeah, I agree. A lot. But. Don't complain that they're giving you three-plus hours of a movie for the price of your ticket. Now, the conversation should be, should you pay the same amount of money for a ticket for a movie that's three hours and 24 minutes versus a movie that's like under two hours Mm -hmm. if you're getting more for the longer movie? Or should you be paying per minute? But are you getting more just because there's more of it? Exactly, because we didn't get more. Like a crap sandwich, I want that to be... The small sandwich. This you movie was better than Barbie. No, it was not. I haven't seen Barbie, so I've I can't. I've seen Barbie. I've seen Barbie. I would even say it's borderline. I mean, this movie's going to win a lot of awards. Um, yeah, I can, Oscar bait. It's it's on par with Oppenheimer. It made me think I'm glad I didn't go to the theater to watch Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was good, but uh, I think this one's actually better. It's got more to it. Wow, that makes Does me it? not want to watch Oppenheimer at all. <laughs> well, my two cents. <laughs> Can't, I think you just canceled me watching Oppenheimer. I never had a, a, a desire to watch it, so it's fine. I'm the intellect on the show, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Ian Bag, amazing comedian, best crowd-working comedian in the business today. He'll be in town at the Punchline. Sacramento's got two tickets up for grabs. This is for the November 10th show. 
Uh, I need some players. We'll do a round of generally speaking. Nelson goes out, asks a uh, individual, we call him our generalist, some basic trivia questions. You just have to yay or nay their answer. All generation-based questions. Nikki D will help you out along the way. All right? Easy game. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Need some players. All right, line it up. And we'll do generally speaking here next thing. Hey, Boomer. Think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play Generally Speaking on the BS. Ian Bag will be in town. One of the best stand-up comics that exists today. Definitely the best crowd-working comic that exists today. Uh, Punchline Sacramento, November 10th. That's what these passes are for, the 945 show. Courtesy of Live Nation. Thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson, Colin on the other side of the glass. And there's Chris in Lincoln. How are you, Christopher? Doing well, thank you. Good. You have a good weekend? I did. I did. Had a great one. That's good to hear. I like when people have good weekends. Ryan in Sacramento, was your weekend better than Chris's? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I uh, Kind of hung out at the house, watched my 49ers lose yesterday. But yeah, what is that all about? Good. Jesus, they look like a high school team last night. Oh my God, or yesterday? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, generally speaking, is the game. Uh, we uh, Nelson went out and talked to an individual. We call him our generalist. We'll tell you what generation they are from. These are all generation-based questions. All you have to do is yay or nay their answer. Like, will they get it right? Or will they get it wrong? Nikki D will help both of you. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Chris, Ryan, do we all understand the rules? I understand fully. Excellent, gentlemen. All right, let's meet our generalist. Go ahead. What's your name? Jesse Jones. Jesse, how old are you? Oh, uh, 45, I guess. 45, that makes you a member of Gen X. So what do you uh, do for a living? Uh, well, I own Stab Comedy Theater on Broadway, if you want to call that a living. Uh, <laughs> owning a little black box theater on Broadway. We've got live improv, stand-up, podcast stuff four days a week, and we stream everything we do six nights a week. Beyond that, tell me something interesting about yourself. I also uh, do radio out in the desert. I go to the Burninman. BMIR, the uh, voice of the man, <laughs> 94.5. Yeah, it's like a uh, uh, it's pirate radio station that they do in the the Burning Man. Cool. Uh, well, it's always interesting to talk to somebody in a bathroom stall. So that's our generalist, Jesse, a Gen Xer. Chris, you're going to get the first question. Here we go. A1. The original Three Stooges were Larry, Moe, and... All right, Nikki D, the original Three Stooges were Larry, Moe, and... Curly. Larry, Moe, and... Curly, wasn't it Curly? Larry, Moe, and... The original Three Stooges. I mean, well, what Stooges would Curly have been in? Okay, (laughs) Moe... Get away from Curly. Okay, Moe... Um... Dang, I don't even think of another thing other than Curly. Shimp. I've never heard it before in my life. So then where did Curly come from? Curly came after Shemp, and then Shemp came after Curly again. That wow. would be, I'm assuming that's a boomer question. That's a boomer that's question. That's a boomer question. All right. Looking for Shemp, Chris, yay or nay, will Jesse know Shemp? I'm going to say nay. I thought it was Curly as well. All right, well, I'm going to go with you on the nay. I never heard of Shemp, so right. this is news for me. Nay on Shemp. Let's find out A2. 
pretty sure it was Curly. Because Shemp replaced Curly and then Curly Joe replaced Shemp, I think. Or no, Curly Joe replaced Curly and then Shemp replaced... I'm going Curly. Original flavor, Curly Howard. Shemp was actually was the Shemp original. First. Shemp. At least you heard of Shemp. I never even heard of Shemp, like shrimp, but not. <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go, Chris. You're on the board. Ryan, you get the next one. Here we go. B1. Who thought it would be a nice day for a white wedding? All right, Nikki D. Who thought it would be a nice day for a white, white wedding? wedding? Marilyn Manson. No. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> if he were American, he'd win it all in front of the judges. Um, Simon? No. Billy Idol is what we're looking for. Billy Idol. Gen X question. Nice day for a white wedding. All right. Uh, Ryan, will Jesse know Billy Idol? I'm going to say nay. No, I think he will know Billy Idol. I just didn't, but I think he will, Ryan. He knew Shemp, and he's a, a Gen uh, Xer. He didn't know Shemp. Well, he did. Yeah. He just didn't say it right. Yeah. Right. That's correct. I would say yeah. Go uh, with your gut, but I'm going to say yeah. I think he knows Billy Idol. Well, no, normally you're right with these things, Nikki, so I, I'll go with you. What right. the heck? All right, so you're saying yay on Billy Idol. I'm going to say yay on Billy Idol. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, B2. I believe that would be Billy Idol. And that would be absolutely correct. I believe that would be Billy Idol. All right, one apiece. Here we go, Chris. Back to you. Here we go. Generally speaking, C1. Especially related to video games, what did it mean to be 1337? All right, Nikki D. Definitely a millennial question. Especially related to video games, what did it mean to be 1337? Don't look at me. I cannot help you out at all. You don't know this. No. <laughs> one, three, three. I think seven. I had a phone number at one time. And those are the last four digits, to be honest with you. Oh, my God. Okay. That's so cool. Uh, maybe it means you're next in line to play. That's a great guess. It's yeah, a high, <laughs> But it's a great guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it means you're losing. No, it's the opposite. You're winning? Like a lot, I guess. It means to be elite. Elite. Okay. One three three seven meant elite. It spelled out numbers. They, they like to take numbers and use them for letters. It was shorthand. They called you elite. You were elite. You were very good at something when you were one three three seven. We should, you know, we should. If you really want to be cocky, get a tattoo of that somewhere. Nah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Chris, will Jesse or Gen X generalists know elite? Yay or nay? I'm gonna say nay. See, it depends on if he's a gamer like how Nelson is, though. Did you know that, Chris? I did not. You didn't know it? Mm, this one's hard, but I think I might say yay for this one. He might know this. Chris? Nay. Nay. Sticking with nay. All right, let's find out. C2. Well, it wasn't video games. It was just, it was internet speak. The dawning of the internet with your elite speak. So it was elite. Hmm. Elite, yes, is the correct answer. All right, Chris. That guy knows his you know, elite stuff. Knows his elite stuff. All right, that point goes to Ryan. Ryan, you're up 2-1. The board is yours. Take a big, fat, juicy lead here. D1. This precursor to YouTube was a video sharing site that gave birth to Badger Badger and Afro Ninja. Wow, nerdy generally speaking today. This precursor to YouTube was a video sharing site that gave us memes like Badger Badger and Afro Ninja. Millennial question. Nikki D, do you know the name? Was it the Vine? 
Now, this you're going to know the site. It's a site. It's a website. Okay. It was very, very popular. I forgot that it even doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was huge at one time. Yes. MySpace? No, not it's not a social media site. It was it was like a like it was a precursor to YouTube. YouTube. Like, like I mean, I it said, was the early YouTube. Yeah. Uh, E-Bombs World. That's the name of it. Yeah, you never, I've heard, never of e- heard of it. Yeah, it was big. Just huge. Like every every share of video had E-Bombs World on it. Uh-huh. You know, the uh-huh. big fat letters. Yeah. All right. E-bomb- it was white people's world star. Okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's correct. All right. All right. E-Bombs World is what we're looking for, Ryan. Will our journalist Jesse know E-Bombs World? Yay or nay? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with uh, Yay on this one. He, I mean, you know, just with him playing games and, and all that, I'm, I think he's probably into the YouTube and all that. So I'm going to go with Yay. Okay, I'm going to say Nate. I don't think he knows that. As, as smart as he's been this game, he's known a lot of things. I don't think he's going to know E-Bomb. What do you think, Ryan? He didn't answer. I'm going to still go with Yay. All right. I, I'm going to, yeah. All right. Remember what happened when happened to Chris? He's stuck with his guns, too. There you go. <laughs> All right, so yay on E-Bombs World. Let's find out. D2. Ooh, precursor to YouTube, even. Uh, NetTube. It was actually E-Bombs World. Oh. Mm-mm. All right, all tied up. I'll go against the old Nick. Making it a game here. <laughs> Next one, Christopher, it's yours. E1. Sting made millions on this late Gen Z artist song, Lucid Dreams. Sting made millions on this late Gen Z artist's song, Lucid Dreams, a Gen Z question, and not the wrestler's thing. Right. I know exactly who this is, and I cannot think of his name. It's, it's something, something world. Hmm. Oh, what is his name? He's a rapper. It's something world. Would you like a clue? Yes. OJ probably knows him well. Juice World. There you go. That's his name. There's something with the world. And I would like to get a compliment on my great clue. That, your mm. clues are great. I tell you that all the time. I need to hear it all the time. Okay, well, I'll yeah. keep telling you. That was a great clue. Juice World without the O <laughs> yes. is who we speak of. Yes. Chris. <laughs> and that's not a typo, by the way. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Chris, uh, will Jesse know Juice World without the O? This guy's pretty smart, but I don't think he's going to know this one. I don't think he will either. I would definitely say nay to Juice World. All right. I'm going to say nay. Nay on Juicy. Here we go, E2. <laughs> oh. Um, oof. That's not Robin Thicke. Uh, it was uh, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> it was uh, Juice World. Juice World. That's okay. Oh. They're getting waxed. Kelly Clarkson. Have a ruby. All right, uh, Ryan, uh, you are down. Uh, Chris is up 3-2. You get this one right, you tie it up. If not, Chris will win because we are down to the last couple here. So this is a big question right. for you. F1. If someone sends you a skull emoji as a response to a text, what are they trying to convey? All right, Nikki D, if someone sends you a skull emoji as a response to a text, what are they trying to convey? That they're dead. That's what I would say, too. Yeah. That's not right. But why question. are they dead? Why are they dead? Because they're shocked by something you said. Uh, we're looking for laughter. It okay. was so funny they died. So funny they died. I did not okay. know that either. I learned a lot today. <laughs> People right. do say that. So, Ryan, looking for laughter, that is the answer, yay or nay, for all the marbles. Um, I'm going to go with uh, yay. Mm. Well, what do you think, Nikki? 
this one's tricky because I think his first thought is going to be that they're dead, not that they're laughing. But he could know the lingo better than me. So ugh, if I had to guess, I would say nay. Nay. Uh, well, let's go with nay then. What the heck? All right. You're changing your I answer. Sure. You get this one wrong, you lose, sir. You lose. Uh-oh. All right. Locking in nay, correct? Locking it in. Yeah, let's find out. F2. Uh, I believe it's uh, it was just that they died because it was so funny. You, you killed them. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Why are you I didn't mean the ding. Like the ding was incorrect. <laughs> he got it wrong. But he got it. Ryan got it wrong. Yeah, Ryan got it wrong. I buzzed yeah. first and I hit the ding instead. Oh, right. I tried to hit my applause after. I didn't know my wrong. sheet was wrong. And I was <laughs> pausing to wait to see what happened next on the show. <laughs> see who was going to say something. All right, Ryan, unfortunately, you got that one wrong. That means Chris wins the tickets to see Ian Bag, but we'll have passes all this week. So, Ryan, we hope you call back and try again tomorrow or the next day, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank have you. Have a good day. You too. All right, Ryan. I swear to God, Chris, congratulations, dude. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. You guys in this city are the nicest losers ever. And I don't mean mm-hmm. like losers in life. I mean, when ah. you don't win a game, yeah, they are you are so, polite. so effing polite. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. They, they, I want them to make me feel bad because I do feel bad because I'm helping. They're like, oh, no, it's fine. It's cool. I'm like, God, but I still feel bad on the Like inside. if I were Ryan and I just said that to him, you're like, you know, Nikki made me lose. Like, <laughs> bitch, please. I ain't right. calling back to this crappy radio show. Your stupid tickets with your dumb comedian. <laughs> Dumb games? I'm out. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. More tickets for Ian Bag this week. We still have yet to give away $500. It is 98 Rock's Big Fat Bribe. And the song that you were listening for is Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance. We will play it before 10 a.m., maybe even sooner than that. Give us a minute. Hang on. Show me the money. All right. It's 98 Rock's Big Fat Bribe. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Colin on the other side of the glass. What is your name? Who are you? I am Chad. You are Chad. Where are you calling from? You are Chad. I'm calling from Sacramento right now. All right. There you go. What can we do for you? What can you uh, give me? 500 bucks, please. 500 what? (laughs) Ooh, duckies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I think we all can right, give you. Right. I ch- I think we can give you five hundred duckies, Chad. <laughs> yes, con- oh, we. That is awesome, man. Hell yeah! Yeah, congratulations. Your caller eighteen. That goes for everyone else listening. Today's ninety eight rocks. Big fat bribe is Tom Petty and Mary Jane's Last Dance. That is the song you're listening to. Chad obviously was paying attention, as yeah, was better. the rest of the free world calling in right now. Uh, it will happen again, and then again tomorrow, and then next day, and the next day, and the next week, and the next week. We've got tons and tons of duckies to give out. Yes, we do. We don't run out of them. That's right. We've got unlimited duckies <laughs> up in this. Uh, what are you going to do with $500? Ooh, buy something nice, hopefully. Like what? What, what are you thinking? You need shoes? Sure. Oh, what? Uh, whatever the wife wants, really. Attaboy. Attaboy. Whatever the wife wants. Yeah. Gotcha. Attaboy. All right, man. Well, we appreciate yep. you listening. Congratulations, and uh, glad you got yourself $500 there, sir. Yeah, thank you all. all right, hang, hang on. 500 duckies. Yes. I don't want to say duckies too much. Sure. You got to say dollars here and there. But as a united front, when they call in, we want them to say duckies. Duckies is like the F word. It has to have proper placement. <laughs> right. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You don't want to... 
you I don't overuse it. You don't over ducky, right? You know, because then it runs out. And it's not as uh, flashy. He, I'm surprised Nelson didn't ask him if he would loan him $500 <laughs> to fix his bumper. It's going to take more than that, I'm sure. Yeah. What happened to your bumper? I saw the, uh, what did I see, a video? Yes, you saw a video. A great video, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> It was a video of Nikki just laughing at you. Then some dude, like I didn't hear all of it. I think I was like watching here and there. Like some dude at the end rolls up. Yeah. And what do you want to help or something? No, we were all having lunch together. He was part of our crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the guy in the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Just a friend of mine. Is that is that is that? No. Oh, that's who a different that? friend. I have multiple friends. Oh, you do. I know, but <laughs> maybe I should have paid more attention to the video when I listened to the BS. <laughs> I did not know. I'm more interested in your friend than I am his bumper. To right. be honest, I should be more interested in his bumper. Right, but I'm not. Oh, you had to know that was good. Look at him. <laughs> his face lights up. So the video I saw, the bumper was already off your vehicle, yeah. and you were putting it in the back mm-hmm. of your of your of your truck, your car, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, so did it did it come off in the parking lot? Somehow it came off in the parking lot and like not on the interstate, which is crazy to me. Like you went in for lunch and came back and it was off? No. So I went to I got to lunch. I pulled into a parking spot and immediately I noticed this parking spot's like cramped. It wasn't a compact spot, but whatever, right? So Yeah, it was tight. I go to back out and I hear this and then my check engine light comes on. So immediately I'm thinking I've thrown a rod. This car is taking a crap on me. It's like, come on, man. I don't. I own this car outright. I can't afford a car payment at this point. This thing has to keep going. Then I start backing up. It continues to move. So obviously the engine is still working. And then you hear it. The sound of plastic on pavement. So it just fell off. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, though. Your check engine light comes on when your bumper falls off. Yeah, I didn't there's know like that. some sensor. Well, it must be the temperature gauge. Yes. So I have found out, I didn't realize this, I guess never thought of it, but at least in my car, the place it takes the outside temperature is the bumper because now my car says it's negative 40 degrees. The entire bumper. And you put your you put it in, is it still in your vehicle? Mm-hmm. Where else am I going to put it? I'm not going to bring it in the apartment. It's a great question. It's in his. This isn't. It's in the trunk of his car. And I, when I pulled up, because he got there before me, I saw a piece of a car on the road because I parked in the exact spot that he backed uh-huh. out of. But I'm like, gosh, something fell off somebody's car. I didn't even think anything of it. And he took a long time to come in the restaurant, but that's kind of typical Nelson because he takes a long time sometimes to get in where we're going. So when he comes in, he's all he's flustered. He's loud. He's like, sorry, man, I can't shake your hand. I would, but. Something happened in my car and my hands are dirt. And I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, you're just going to have to look at it. Is this a new friend, by the way? Yes. A, f- a friend that I already have, it's his best friend. All right. So was it like a business meeting or? No, we were just meeting up to have lunch because I've never met your- him before. Okay. So, okay. That's that's where I was getting at. Kind of embarrassing where your friend, <laughs> yeah, loud, <laughs> yeah, borderline obnoxious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dirty hands, filthy. Yes, coming in flustered. But I didn't, I didn't. And now you have to take away from this new friend to have you know problem over problem over problem guy come in and go bumper fell off. <laughs> That's difficult. embarrassing. I, I feel bad for you. No, uh, my, my friend who was meeting us, he was a good sport. He talked to Nelson up and gave him some pointers or ideas, I guess, about it. And he, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> oh, feel any way. About I've got to hear the ideas and the pointers. Duct tape, right? I don't what what pointers did he give me of like a place you could take it to. Oh yeah, he had that? like a buddy of his that that yeah. did body work. 
No, like I don't. I don't have even buddy money. You know what I mean? I like, wanted to set up a GoFundMe for Nelson. No, we are not no. sending a GoFundMe. We're up. not going to do that. That's embarrassing. I want him. But to, how else are he going? Is he going to get the bumper fix if we don't put up a GoFundMe? It's 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 like what is it? You can live without a kidney, right? Yeah, it's like a kidney. You his can, battery is hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> you can see his battery. The battery when you exposed. walk up to the front of his car, it's just there. You can look at it. That's awesome. It's unique. No, it's not awesome. <laughs> it's, you're talking about a GoFundMe awesome. is embarrassing. When he pulled up yesterday to my event, that was embarrassing. Okay, we, we're we're the, around the, all these new cars, and you can hear him coming before you see him. The radio and station is not going to okay this. There, there there are kids that are dying of cancer that need GoFundMe. Yeah. GoFundMe, and you want to put one together for his bumper and his battery. His I mean, life. I am. A, he needs it for his life. What I, do you mean? I am a candidate for a GoFundMe, but he is. I'm not. You're not putting up a GoFundMe. You don't need if you cannot if your vehicle is not road safe. You don't need a vehicle to get to and from places that you need to go. My, and exactly how am I going to get to work? I, well, my my wife is a prime example of this. She does not have a vehicle right now, and she is taking public transportation to get to work. Her new job. It's hmm. seven minutes, so he lives. Well, she's from taking here. an Uber, but. Yeah. Okay. And exactly how much money do I have for Ubers? I don't know. I have not seen your bank account. <laughs> you have seen this bank account. It yeah, you actually have. You looked at it. Oh, see my bank account. Well, that's right. I helped you out the other day. <laughs> yeah. I got you, you back to even. It. Yes, yeah. it was negative. You did see it. Yeah. Well, you I, can't afford that. No, there's no there's no amount of Ubers I can take. So what's I mean, have you figured out what's wrong with it? Like is it broke? Yeah, the, the idea what happened was uh do you remember months ago when I came in and I said that I got over too soon and I hit a road cone? Yes. So it had detached part of the, like, it's an all-plastic piece. So it's connected to the metal of, like, the side, the quarter panels of the car by just a couple of, like, bolts that have, like, an expanding thing that it drills into and opens up. Like most bumpers. So it was only being held on by, like, three of those. Whereas because I of the thought, car accident you was in? No, not even that. Like, okay. I, it's just the no. whole thing is designed to only be held up by two or three of them. Well, just get new two or three of them. No, there's no... It's not going to work like that now. There's just too much that needs to be done to it now. So I've seen people put bumpers on with duct tape. No, he has cables and stuff that's hanging down yeah. now. Like that mm-hmm. thing has to be fixed, fixed. He needs a whole. It's new not going to get. It's just he needs a new bumper. Well, he, he's not a. Very, I need a new life. He's not a very good driver. He's not. So a lot of this, you know, we've seen how he drives. But what I want to know—he's a the, bad bumper driver. He is. I want to know <laughs> what the rules are here, though. Can he drive around with the whole front of his car missing? It was a great social experiment. We are going to find out. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel so scared for him. I want his bo- We have to come up with some kind of way to raise money if we can't do a GoFundMe. Bro, we? When did you start speaking French? What do I have to do with this? Wait, what are I mean, we going to just let him ride around with his bumper like that? He'll find a there, just there's always What a, are we going to do if he's on his way to work and the police stop and pull him over and he can't up. get here? Well, it's not like he doesn't have a bumper. He just says... Officer, I understand your concern. <laughs> it's in the car. But <laughs> it's back here. I choose to ride with it in the back of my vehicle. You get to choose that. <laughs> this is a new this is a new model <laughs> where you can it comes off. <laughs> I mean the company could pay me a livable wage. <laughs> I have found out a way to save money on gas is this vehicle No, drives, I don't know that that's accurate. It's more aerodynamic and it drives better. If the bumper's in the back of the car than it is on the front of the car. It weighs less this way. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, if you have to get this on camera, let's pull off to the side. I'll get the bumper. I'll hold it (laughs) so you can see that it does go on the car. Oh, my gosh. He can't ride around like that. He cannot ride around like that.
He is. I have to. What choice do I have? Got to come up with something. Something can be done. Who's hiring? I need a second job. Like I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, duct tape. I've seen people I'm do not it. Duct taping it. Why not? Because I'm not going to risk. It's I'm not going to risk it off. coming off on the interstate. Like I already got lucky enough. It should have come off while I was going 80 miles an hour. Thank God it came off in the parking lot. Why are you so angry? Because he doesn't have a bumper. Because I'm... Duct tape does not come off on the interstate. It's like proven. It is... By who? The duct tape experts. (laughs) Duct tape is... Like, if you talk to Bear Grylls, when he goes out, he takes a tampon and duct tape. Okay. That's what he takes to survive. You're ridiculous. Especially the Gorilla duct tape. It is phenomenal. They got Gorilla duct tape? Yeah. It's awesome. who's paying for that? Huh? Who's paying for that? The duct tape? Yeah. I'm sure Nikki and I can split a roll of duct tape for you. Of course. So I've actually got some extra at the house. I'll give you one. Awesome. You probably have several extra at your house. I do. I love that stuff. I know. I just go around duct tape and stuff. You just have a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your bumper. Mm-hmm. And that's what your new nickname will be, Bumper. Bumpy. Bumpy. That's People love right. that video, by the way. Yeah, they do. Really do. <laughs> a, couple. a listener was in the parking lot. She saw it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there were. That's how we get them. <laughs> All right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what fire criminal was recently arrested and who just became a new billionaire. All right. Get you those two big stories from today here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. I feel like I was supposed to react differently to Nelson's bumper dilemma. He seems very upset. I'm just upset about the bumper, man. I'm not upset about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just trying it. to make it fun. Yes, yeah, it's but not then fun. you probably brought his all of his troubles right to his face. Well, I just got to think about I, it. I get that I want it to be fun too, but then I started really thinking about it. I think I just been ignoring it up to now, and now when I really started thinking about it, I couldn't find a fun way out of it. Well, you know what they say. What? Don't let a bumper. Determine your day. That's what they say? That's what they say. Who is hmm. they? Are you non-binary now? You're they, them? GMC. <laughs> that was a quote from Lee Iacocca. I don't know if that's GMC or not. It was Ford. No. <laughs> Either way. Say, is that the only All right. Third round of... I tried. I really did. You did. I did. That was a good try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> third round of headlines. Thanks to good guys heating and air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Go ahead. A local fire starter was recently arrested. H5. In El Dorado County, police have arrested the person responsible for several fires last month. Stephen Saunders was arrested without incident. Stephen Saunders, 27-year-old, he's been accused of setting five different fires locally. One behind a Taco Bell, uh, one behind a Family Dollar, a CVS. He's just going around town setting fires. So he was finally arrested and taken into custody where he's going to face charges of arson. Yeah, arsons, uh, arsonists, they're interesting. Like, you know, I try to understand how people tick and, and why they tick, and, and usually mm-hmm. I can figure them out. Uh, but I've never been able to quite understand an arsonist. I mean, I understand the concept of they like the the fire, the power, and all that good stuff, but it just seems like a dumb thing. I mean, there's a lot of dumb things that people do, but that would be at the top of the list. It's just really, really dumb because a lot of times they run away and yet they come back when the fire is being put out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch any of these crime shows, you know that. But it's not like you can be a part of whatever. I mean, the fire is going to spread like wildfire, you know, and it's going to burn acres and acres and acres. You can't sit there and watch it. 
No. But to me, to, to be an arsonist to this degree in California where wildfires are like a big thing here, millions of people have been affected, people have lost their lives, it's equivalent to me of, as being just a murderer outright Absolutely. to be an arsonist. And that's the part I can't understand. Like, why do you want to harm and kill hundreds of thousands of people for no reason at all? It's also very interesting how they're able to find these people, like the forensic science that goes behind fires. Yeah. And to find them after the fact when they mm-hmm. go in there and they treat it like a crime scene is really, really, I mean, that's next level stuff. It's not like, okay, well, I can tell that there was not a struggle. The door was unlocked, so they probably knew, that, you know, all that stuff right. that we see on TV. If you watch these forensic scientists go in and, and study the arsonist and try to and get the bad guy, it is top level stuff. Yeah, you got to be smart. And you got to know what you're doing and what's going on. Because they're looking in ash and they're looking for patterns. And- yeah, and they find where a fire starts after mm-hmm. there's nothing left. Yeah. Like, And they're accurate. And they can tell what type of fire. So what yep. was the what it ignited, accelerant. The accelerant, yeah, the, yeah mm-hmm. because of how it spread and where. It, I mean, I have yet to get there in the FBI class. Oh, God. But I'm sure <laughs> by the time that it's all said and done, I will be a fire expert. You'll know all about it. Yes. All right. Second headline. The, spur- the sports world just acquired another billionaire, H6. The fourth ever billionaire athlete. Who is it? It's Magic Johnson, Irvin Magic Johnson. In the business world, he, he goes by Irvin. Um, but I think uh, it's interesting, different from the others who I'll just name. What what three I other know. sports people? You're waiting for I know that. Yeah, um, yeah, Our billionaires. Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, are they basketball stars or are they just sports? They're just sports. They're athletes. Athletes. Athletes, not owners. No. Okay. Athletes. Oh. I'm going to say uh, a soccer player. Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, what's his name? Like Cristiano not, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is who I would go with, not no. Messi. No? No. Messi? You got Michael Jordan right. Yeah, you got Michael Jordan. Not Messi? No. Not Tiger? Tiger, yes. Tiger, Tiger is. Tiger's, Tiger's a, a billionaire. billionaire. And one more. Are these all Americans? Yep. Roger Federer? Nope. No. Mickelson? Here's a clue. He plays basketball. He plays basketball. LeBron James. Yep. LeBron is a billionaire. So joining those three is now Magic Johnson. According to Forbes, he is worth $1.2 billion. But unlike LeBron, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, where they got a lot of their wealth from their endorsements, Magic Johnson has acquired his billion from his investments, the different companies that he's a part of. Just goes to show that you can live with a disease mm-hmm. and be successful. Like, that's the yeah. that's the story behind Magic Johnson. I mean, you know, the debate is, of course, you have money, you can afford certain things and certain types of medicine, but for- you got the cure. Yeah, I mean, to, to have AIDS- to be able to mm-hmm. live a life like he's been able to live. Well, does he yep. have AIDS? That, exactly. Everyone I believe he has HIV. Cured. I do not know that he has AIDS. Full-blown AIDS. It's, it's not full-blown after all these years? No, I don't believe. AIDS is what you acquire. AIDS is a progression of HIV. I believe he just has the HIV virus. I, I, now, I'll have to look that up, but I don't believe Magic Johnson has AIDS. He has HIV. And, and Michael Jordan can thank his mother. For getting him on track to become a billionaire with the uh, deal. Yeah. With the shoes. If you have not watched the movie on Netflix the uh, with Matt Damon uh, uh, and Ben Affleck about the Nike deal. It's called Air or something like, like that, Like Up right? in the Air or something yeah. like that. No, that's a that's a Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah, it's something about Air. It's called Air. It is phenomenal. And Michael Jordan's mother, like, to, to, to go into that deal, and he was not the number one pick in that draft, right? To go into that deal when Nike was not anywhere near the top brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, uh-huh. ev- any other brand but Nike right. was the top. They were the lowest on the totem pole because they were a running show. You know, they weren't a basketball show. 
and said, my son is going to be the best basketball player ever. And they're like, okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> they begged him to join Nike. Like, they were begging him because they had nobody. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they believe, one person believed in him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, well, if you believe in him that much, you pay him for the rest of his life. What, what's crazy is the flip side of that. We were talking about Magic Johnson. You go watch his movie and how he negotiated his salary and how he big-timed the teams that were coming for him. He's like, you're going to pay me $400,000 or I'm going to go back to college. And because, if, go ahead. Th- because they were going to say, you know what? You don't you don't make the call here, son. We're the ones drafting you. And he goes, or I just go back to college. Yeah. I wait a year and I'll get somebody else in the lottery. And if you look at any successful person that has made a lot of money, had success in many different realms, they will tell you one of the keys to success is to know your wealth. Don't shy away. Don't let people down you. Don't let them tell you how not much worth your money or how mm-hmm. much money you're not worth right because of fill in the blank mm-hmm. know your worth stand by your guns and be willing to take a step back mm-hmm. is yeah. hiv by the way is at an undetectable level and he has never developed aids i uh i think this is funny and i think it's in good spirit of halloween <laughs> and it's not considered a lie no but i did give my daughter some false information but it was for all the right reasons because it is halloween when you say false information are you saying you told her a lie is that basically what you're saying i'll let, let her to believe something that's not true. i'll let i'll <laughs> let you decide and now i gotta figure out if i should ever tell her the truth because i think it goes along right exactly i don't think so either all right i'll tell you that story here in a minute hang on Appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle is off to go do a sports show down the hall. 916-909-0985. That is your phone number. You can also get in on the uh, text machine as well. You just got to laugh. Yeah. You just got to laugh sometimes. Uh, so it's uh, Halloween is tomorrow. It is. And if you did not uh, participate in adult Halloween over the weekend, and you still would like to get into the Halloween spirit, what do you do? You watch a scary movie, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you do. And I've never thought, I guess, about how complicated it is to pick out a scary movie until this weekend when uh, we were actually coming back from the Sacramento Scream Park. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wanted to keep the spooky going. Yeah, and we were there pretty early, so we were home pretty early. And, you know, we like, you know, we're very family-esque. Like, we like to hang out together. We like each other. You know, mm-hmm. it's me, my wife, my daughter, and we like to do stuff together. So uh, we were like, well, let's watch, just go home and watch a scary movie. Let's get mm-hmm. some, you know, food and go watch a scary movie. And then we had to decide which scary, like, think about this, the conversation of which scary movie to watch. There's so many to choose from. No, but it, it's not, it's not, there's so many to choose from. You, it's not like comedy or action you have to find the right genre of scary because mm-hmm. everybody's got a different genre. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like the gore. Yep. You know, like the 80s gore, that kind of stuff. The saws. Some people like the, you know, the mind game horror films. I do not. Can't mm-hmm. stand them. I, I actually am not even a horror guy really at all. So we were going through and discussing in the, in the car which scary movie we were going to watch. And this was all, you know, really about my daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's 18. She's a big girl. But she's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, my wife can't watch anything with clowns. Mm. And I, I won't go see that new Poltergeist movie. 
It's too much for me. Okay, and I so, watch horror. So you don't like that ghost uh, could be real type of thing? No, it's not even that. That just looks uh, beyond real to me. Like, it's something about that movie that's just too demonic. I can't watch it. You're and I like the, the realistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the realistic, um, scary stuff, but not that. So I, I quick thinking in the car, and I thought of this one movie. And I remember when I first went and saw it, it got me. Uh, and, and I don't normally get got, especially if it's a movie. You obviously know it's a freaking movie. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I saw the Blair Witch Project was at an artsy type of theater. Mm. So it wasn't in a, you know, a big box theater. It wasn't mm-hmm. an AMC or a Regal or anything like that. And a friend of mine, uh, she she took me, she was like, hey, you want to go see this this movie? This independent film. Mm-hmm. Because at the time it was an independent film, the, the 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 directors and writers and stuff they're from Orlando actually, and uh, I was like, yeah, sure. So they released it in Orlando at this theater called Enzian. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect, you know. So we get in there, and all over the lobby there are these printouts, like just from a copy machine of missing, you know, the uh, the Blair Witch Project missing, and it has the the girl's face or the one of the guy's faces, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is this a documentary?" Well, I, I I just assumed it was. I did too when I saw it. I mm-hmm. thought the same exact thing. I thought I was watching it in real time. So I go in to watch the Blair Witch Project with a bunch of other people at this artsy type of theater, thinking that it's r- like real footage, mm-hmm. and it goes through and it's real footage. Yep, like, it looks like it's real footage. And I leave, and I say something to my friend. She uh, she did middays on this, the radio station, and she and I say, God, I was like, I hope they find those kids. I was like, you know, I wonder what happened at the end. And she just, <laughs> she, oh no, she just looks at me like you're an idiot. <laughs> and then she goes to tell me that it's a movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's all it's, it's, it's that's how they hey. shot it. And that was the allure of the movie, right? Right. The, Three that young, was the marketing of the whole thing. Correct, yep. yeah. They 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 racked up like $50,000 on credit cards in order to shoot this on whatever millimeter film, mm-hmm. and they did it all. It, it would be the equivalent of today shooting a full-length movie that's successful on your iPhone. Right? Yep. Something very simple. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, back to the car ride home, uh, I said, oh, I got an idea. I was like, well, it's not really a... I mean, I guess it's a scary movie because it's real. It's true. Have you ever seen the Blair Witch Project, Ariel? And she goes, "No, I've never even heard of it." I said, Ooh, "I go, yeah, it's." Wow. I go, "Yeah, it's it's uh it's 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 I get, I don't know how you take it, but it's kind of creepy because it's real footage of these mm-hmm. kids, and and it's based out of Maryland. You know, we're all well, she was we're all originally from Maryland, sort of. And she was like, "Really? We've never heard this story before." She goes, "No, no, no." I was like, "Well, if you want to watch it, I don't want to give too much away, but I could, you know." kind of set the table for it she goes yeah what, what is it about i says these three young kids they're they're going to shoot a film and they go off in the woods somewhere in maryland and they're chasing this um uh, this this legend of the blair witch project or the blair witch mm-hmm. and uh and they you know they talk to the pete locals and stuff like that and they go up there and they use the footage that they shot and uh unfortunately you know it doesn't work out well but you know they have the footage, and that's what the whole movie is. Somebody cut it up. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> so we go home, we get into the living room, and we find the Blair Witch Project, and we put it on, and we start watching it. Now, just like any other teenage girl, she's on her cell phone all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm watching out of the corner of my eye how much she's into this movie. Because a lot of, you know, her attention span is little, 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 little. All of mm-hmm. them. And I'm watching, and she's on her phone, and she'll peek up. 
spends a little bit more time watching. She goes back to the phone. <laughs> she peeks back up. And then she goes back to the phone, so there's more time in between. Uh-huh. And we're about 20 minutes into the film, and the phone's down. Uh-oh. And she's in. I'm like, I got her. And then she starts asking questions. She's like, oh, my God. Like, that's crazy how they got all that. You know, I'm like, oh, I really got her. (laughs) So it was the movie was done. And now I feel bad because I never lie to my daughter. I never want to lie to my daughter. I've never lied to her, nor do I want to. And so uh, so I'm thinking, I'm like, do I tell her the truth now? (laughs) No. And so I go, what did you think? She goes, what happened at the end? I go, well, that's the thing. They've never been able to explain it. And we just don't know. She goes, that's that's just how it ends? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, that's all the footage that they have. I mean, one can assume, you know, the things didn't work out. It's it's very horrible, very, very sad. And she says, oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> and I can look at my wife. Awesome. And we, you know, telepathically, we've been long, together long enough to kind of know what we're thinking. I'm like, do I tell her? And I hear her go, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that, that was Saturday, no, Saturday night. I haven't told her since. And you I don't, don't think she Googled it? I, no, I know she oh. didn't Google it. So I don't think I should tell her. I think nope. she should I think she should learn in real time and then get got. Like you, know, you got got. Like I got got. Like maybe, maybe years later she'll be in you know college or she'll be whatever. Yes. And it'll come up and then it'll That's exactly how it's going to happen. And, and when it does, she's gonna call you and be very upset yes. that you lied to her. I don't think she'll be upset. I think she'll be able to laugh it off. No, I think she'll be mad because you're going to have her somewhere looking silly. That's the joy. Like, that's one of the few real joys you get out of being a parent when you can mess with them, but fun mess with them. Like, I planted the seed like this to my daughter. There's a, a water walkway in Omaha. That's a big, found, uh, like, centerpiece of downtown Omaha, right? Mm-hmm. And I have her convinced that on loan from the zoo, which is right up the road from there, that they take some of the alligators. and Because there's these bubbles that pop up randomly in the water in this, like, water walkway. And so she, every time we go down there, she's like, well, don't get too close to the water because she thinks there's alligators there. In Nebraska. Yeah. And you don't ever, <laughs> right. You never go down to that area. She won't go down to that area again until she's a teenager because that's the next rite of passage because there's places that teenagers hang out and stuff when they go downtown. And one day I'm waiting for her to say to one of her friends, well, you got to watch out. You see those bubbles there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to call alligators. her name and she's going to be mad at you. And then she is going to call me up immediately and go, why the hell did you tell me that? And I'm going to laugh my ass off. Can you think of any, I don't want to call it a lie. It's a lie. But it's it is. It's, it's a, a lie. Fi- Anything that you were told at any point in your life, especially when you're a kid, that you don't find out until years later, and there is a lot of stuff that we were told. We were just talking about this the other day. Go to the flagpole. Yep. If there's a fire. Why? It's 20 feet from the school. That does nothing for us. Don't get too close to the television, right? You're going to go blind. Mm -hmm. I always say the biggest lie my dad told me was that it was illegal to ride with my lights on inside of my car. Every dad has said that, and I still believe (laughs) it. And that is not illegal. I still believe it. And for the life of me, and that's how I found out one day, I'm riding with friends, and they turned my light on, and then she didn't turn off. I'm like, you have to turn that light out. And she's like, what's the big deal? I'm like, it's illegal. You want me to get a ticket? She looked at me like, that is not illegal. Yes, I told you that. I was, was my dad. I was told uh, when I first started driving not to slow down, obviously, in front of cops uh, coming the other way because mm-hmm. they'll see your brake lights in the front of your car. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's also accurate. <laughs> 
Oh, that's silly. <laughs> I believe. I don't know why I believe that, but I believe. I, th- I, you know what? I think I stopped believing it when they put break the big brake light in the back window. <laughs> and that was the first time. But you know, those are kind of fun to figure out later in life. You're not like you're not mad at your parents for telling you that you're going to get arthritis because your knuckle, if you crack your knuckle, right? No. You know, you didn't get mad when you found out that wasn't true. No. Or that if you don't eat carrots, you're going to go blind. Right. Right. <laughs> those are tricks of the trade. Those are those are mind games that, that are played, uh, some all in good fun, but most of them for a learning experience. Someone told me growing up that the reason why I like dark meat on birds was because it was so close to their, their... butt. Yes. <laughs> and that that's why the dark meat is dark. And to this day, I have to force myself to eat. It's delicious. Dark meat is great. It's the flavor, eat. right? That's so juicy. And every bite I have to take consciously as a 41-year-old man, it's not poop. It's not poop. It's not poop. I have wow. to say that to myself because someone told me that when I was a kid, and I believed it. And you don't remember who it was? No, it was a co- I think it was a cousin because I know it was at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I even said it out loud to someone. And as I was saying it, I go, this is the dumbest thing maybe I've ever said out loud. <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? Yeah. Agreed. Was there, would there have been a better scary movie that I could have uh, shown? I mean, I thought that was perfect. No, that's that's such a perfect moment. Yeah, if perfect she has parent. never can, seen it before. We can go through some of the, the you know, of course, around Halloween they put out some of the top scary movies and stuff but you know that's all subjective like they're probably for those of you that are listening there are certain scary movies you won't watch uh and a lot of it maybe is based off of something like what i did <laughs> you know with a story that was told you know i know like when friday the 13th came out it was the equivalent of jaws from the 70s right not going into the water because <laughs> of crystal lake and you know you didn't want to go to summer camp right you want to do those types of things and those movies when you watch them they stick with you as a kid, yes. and even when you become an adult, you're not going to watch them because you got scared so bad younger in life. That was uh, Freddy Krueger for me. It was so hard for me to sleep after I watched that movie. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Not Freddy Krueger. It's Freddy Krueger. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the name of the movie. Nobody references Nightmare on Elm Street. Everybody's afraid of Freddy Krueger. I was watching a, you know that uh, Netflix has that show, Movies That Made Us? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And they're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And the story behind that is, because you know, it's Wes Craven. Yes. And the making of that movie was ridiculous. Like, it built, I think it's, is it New Line Cinema? Is yes. It, is it New Line? Mm-hmm. It built New Line Cinema. So every movie that you've seen from New Line Cinema exists today because of... Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> he had to stop and think about it. That's why I wasn't even going to say one word. <laughs> All right, Nikki, can you put the, these fine folks on hold? We'll take some phone calls and continue this conversation. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Here. There's Michelle in Auburn. Good morning to you, Michelle. Good morning, Jason. I wanted to let you know, first, I've been a fan since before you guys hit the air over here. Well, how'd that happen? Uh-huh. I met your wife when you were in the emergency room on July 3rd. <laughs> oh, she means and mornings. Oh, oh, so, oh, when I came in for the uh, the thing on my arm. When you caught your, yeah, you caught your television falling off the wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my husband was in the ER with you, and so us wives sat outside. Oh. I got to know you. Did he, get, uh, did he get looked at? Because I was there for six hours and nobody looked at me. I had to go home. <laughs> 
We did, but we left inconclusive, so they did a, a crappy job with us as well. All right. Well, I'm glad well, everything's okay. Sounds like he's still alive. I'm yeah. alive. You're alive. He's alive. It's good. What's up, Michelle? What can we do for you? You know, I just wanted to say thanks for the compliment that we're polite. It made me wonder, in Georgia, do people get mad when they lose a game from you? Well, oh, you said us losers are so nice. Oh, okay. So you're talking about <laughs> earlier. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's not just it's not just uh I guess maybe it is uh, the type of people. No, you know, the Georgia people are great. I mean, like I like people from all over. It's not a thing. It's just normally I made that comment earlier. It, it, I've noticed here in Sacramento that every time like we we give something away and you, like like even when we're you know, we're doing the big fat bribe, like 500 bucks today's songs Tom Petty's uh, Mary Jane's last dance. If I were to go through my phone bank, which obviously all the phones are lit up, everybody wants to win the five hundred dollars when it when it plays in your caller eighteen. If I were to go through and say you didn't win on the air, I guarantee everybody would be like, "Oh, not a problem. Thanks. Enjoy the show. We'll try later." <laughs> and just my experience in this business is that you know because the way that we do a lot of our games, they're by design where the listener ha- doesn't have to do too much and there's yeah. two people so there's more of an opportunity more people can play everybody that loses like that's cool man i'll just try back again some other time yep. most cases they're like oh man god i should have or they'll challenge the they'll challenge the uh-huh. outcome uh-huh. cuz we'll screw right. up and oh nikki d she did that on purpose mm-hmm. yeah, so. mm, i've noticed she's been set in there to mislead people See? Whoa, see, you noticed wrong. There you go. What you're noticing or what you're listening How to. How quickly they turn heel. I'm smarter than the rest of the listeners. I'm thinking she's set to no. misguide us. No, no, no. I will tell you, I will tell you, Michelle, that is that is not an accurate statement. Nikki D does not know the answers to the question. She play, not at all. She plays along. By design, she plays along with everybody else. All true stories. Okay. All right. You guys are a great team. You get to, you get along well. You make me laugh. Thank, well, thank you, you for being here. Thank you. Tell thank your husband you. we said hello, all right? Okay. All right, we'll see Stop you. Stop spreading care. rumors about me that aren't true. <laughs> right. I was just calling about the haunted movie stuff. <laughs> like, what is she talking about? <laughs> like, I said that? When did I say that? Uh, you know, the number, I, I don't even know this movie, the number, we're talking about my daughter uh, this past weekend. We, we had a scary movie night, family night. And I convinced her that the Blair Witch Project was a real story because, I mean, that's the whole gimmick behind the movie in general. Mm-hmm. And she still to this day believes it. Uh, and even going back and watching it, I got to tell you, it, the Blair Witch Project, the original, is a very scary movie. I yeah. want to go back now and watch it. I haven't seen it in so many years. You I should I tell. I want to go back and watch it. You should do what I did to Ariel with Maddie. I have to make sure she hasn't seen it because, believe it or not, she's seen a lot of old school stuff that I'm surprised by. The Uninvited from 1944 is considered the best, scariest haunted house movie of all time. Mm. These are haunted house movies, though. Oh. The Uninvited. Not familiar with The Uninvited. Uh, The Ghost and Mrs. Muir from 47. Again, two. Who's even seen these movies from the 40s? People that were born in the 30s. But I feel like The Uninvited was redone because I think that's that movie where think so too. you think that the ghosts are in there through the whole mo- movie. You think they're real, but they're not. 13 Ghosts from 1960. These are all, see, it just goes to show the older, scarier movies are better than the newer ones. They are because they were more realistic. They didn't have all the fake and just the gore stuff now. They really were out to scare you. Well, they had to be because they didn't have special effects. Okay. Who's you know saying? what I mean? Like the they same the better. whole like the whole reason why Jaws was such a phenomenal movie is because you don't see the shark until like the very end of the movie. You, it was the dread. You know what ruined scary movies? What? The nineties. 
well, I know what you did last summer and Scream. Mm-hmm. Those movies were so pop horror. Yes. They're, they're like the equivalent to bro country for country music. Yep. You know, they made it, they made something that shouldn't be poppy poppy mm-hmm. and, and too campy. Uh, and then it took a quick, sudden change in the 2000s mm-hmm. when you started getting these like uh, cerebral type movies. Well, what ended up happening too, what saved horror was uh, the, the Koreans. How? Like, The Ring is a Korean movie oh. that they remake. Yeah, so like horror has been done really well in Korea of all places, and we just go and steal their movies and then make them with American actors. Gotcha. The Innocence from 61, The Haunting 63. Like, I couldn't even talk about these movies. This is how much of a non-horror guy I am. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Hell House, 73. House from 77. Now, House I've seen. They redid that, and it's very good. That's the the series where the ghost in the house has sex with the girl. She's standing in front mm-hmm. of the mirror. Yeah. And then the black goop comes down. Yes. Am I right? I think so. Yes. That's a good scene. Like, there's a few scenes, and I probably couldn't tell you which movies they're in, that'll always stick with me. Mm-hmm. Of course, the bed scene from- Nightmare. Nightmare. With Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp. I don't think I've seen that. Is the yeah. scene- is, Oh, my God. It's such a good scene. That's the scene of all scenes. Yes. That's the that's what, like, defines Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. When he gets sucks in, sucked into the bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said Nightmare with Johnny Depp. I'm like, what is that? Johnny Depp's in Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, I do know that scene. That was his big break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was his big to-do. Uh, and then the 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 Freddy Krueger hands yep. in the in the, the bathtub, mm-hmm. that, that sticks out. Hellraiser. And yes, Hellraiser's so good. And I want to say it's like three. Okay. Where the rich guy is having sex with a girl in the bed, mm-hmm. but he has to feed Pinhead. Yes. Who's a mm-hmm. statue? Yep, and that's the third one. A, okay, and after mm-hmm. he's done, he kind of coaxes her to get closer to Pinhead, who's a statue. Yep, and then the chains start coming out, and it just strips her yeah, of her flesh, of her flesh, yep. and then pulls her in because he needs bodies to eat. Yes, one of the gnarliest, coolest horror scenes ever. Mm-mm. That's that how sounds I, horrible. Hellraiser one has a really good scene too. That's like. The bad guy basically comes back from where the Hellraiser people at. They're called Cenobites. So he comes back from hell because his brother cuts his hand in the room where he was killed at. And then slowly he's grown from that blood. And then the the woman has to bring other people to sacrifice to Frank. And then Frank eats them. See, now now you're getting into movies that, that I'm familiar with. That I, I think The Shining was terrifying. Yeah, um, that was a scary one. At the time... Poltergeist was terrifying. So yes, scary. It yes, it was. I won't even watch the new one that's out. Again, like Jaws, not going into the water, Poltergeist, mm-hmm. people in the early 80s when they were buying a house, they were asking the real estate agents if this is uh, built on an Indian burial ground. Yes. True story. Uh, house from 85 mm-hmm. and Beetlejuice. That's not scary. It's not a horror movie. 1988. Uh, it's a haunted. Well, if it's house. a haunted house, if it's if this is a list of haunted house movies, then yes. Paranormal Activity two thousand seven. That scared the hell out of me. Paranormal Activity. All that's of them did. another one that was close to like the Blair Witch Project for me. Like I thought Paranormal Activity was real. <laughs> well, that's why it's like you almost can't share that with your daughter because you don't want her to know that that Blair Witch is not real yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like you got if you show her Paranormal Activity, she's going to connect the dots and go, oh, none, it's, it's not real. It's real. All right, let me make sure I'm getting this movie right 
Uh, funny games. I am getting it right. Oh, nope. That's like a whole different level. That's not even haunting. That's just evil. That's 2007. Mm-hmm. Do not watch this movie. Don't. Do not watch this movie. No. It is It is the mind F of all movies. Yes. Funny games? Yep. Don't watch it. I, Don't. I, I, every, every time we talk about horror movies, I bring this up. I've watched it once. It is, I believe, the first time I've ever watched an actual movie where... Um, they show a kid die. Yeah, and graphically. Yeah, like graphically. Like, like I, I thought that was a rule in a movie where you you could allude to it and kind of show it. Like, I don't want to see that. Oh, no. I remember you talking about this movie. Naomi yeah, Watts, watch it. Tim Roth, Michael Pitt. Um, who's the, uh, I think it's Michael Pitt. He's, he's kind of a big deal. Uh, Tim Roth's a big deal. Naomi Watts, it is. It, it, just the premise, real quick, if you're not familiar with the movie, these two kids that are psycho, they go uh, and it's about a home invasion, and uh, mm-hmm. they 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 kind of they pretend like they're part of the community. They're dressed up all in this like yeah, and they're like in the the Hamptons or whatever. It's yeah, a very affluent area. Yeah, Richie White thing. Mm-hmm. They go in and they start with the dog, which can't oh can't mm-hmm. do that. Then they go to the dad and they take the knee out, and then they just terrorize them. In front of each other. In front of each other throughout the entire movie yes. and enjoy it. Yes. And I don't want to tell you the end if you want to. Is that considered it. horror? Oh, it's it's worse than like horror. It's a psychological thriller. Oh, okay. It'll screw your life up forever. Okay, yes, well, it will. I won't watch it. That and The Strangers with Liv Tyler and I believe the guy that played Two-Faced in Batman. Oh, yep. And at the end when they're the, the strangers, the bad guys, are just stabbing them. Mm-hmm. Little pokes with oh. a knife, and they go, "Why are you doing this?" And they go, "Because you, because you were home." Yeah, or I think because we can. Oh, yeah, it was either that or because you were home or because you because we can. And that was the end of it. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Uh-huh. Any home invasion movie, I'm out. <laughs> I can't watch it. It messes with my brain too much. So again, if you want to watch a scary movie, it all depends on what genre of scary you like. Right. Me personally, if I have to go gore, I'm going '80s campy. I'm going uh-huh. Friday the 13th. I'm mm-hmm. going Halloween. I'm going Nightmare. You know? Mm-hmm. For me, I like the the more realistic. It really can be a ghost in here. So I like the paranormal activity, Blair Witchy type movies. The Hills Have Eyes? Nah. Last House oh, on the Left? Oh, my God. No, Last House on the Left? No. 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 Don't watch it. Even The original, which was, I believe, a Wes Craven. Yes. Or the remake. Can't do it. No. And the remake, for that one re- the, for the one reason, that that scene did not need to go on so long in the forest. The sexual assault? Yes. Yeah, I can't. We did not need, like, 16 minutes of real assault. Yeah, that was that was too much. Talk about needing a trigger warning. And the girl that gets knifed? In the, oh, my God. That was horrible. Oh, my God, yes. And you wonder why we're a violent country. <laughs> I know. Like, look what you're Because somebody right now is going, oh my God, that's my favorite part of that movie. Could have gone longer. It really put texture to how bad they were. Right. They're looking at it some film way. Texture. Texture. The sexual assault could have gone for at least 30 minutes. It just showed who they were as people. Oh my God. All right. Fourth and final round. Of headlines, yes. I'm going to tell you what tragic hockey accident took place and what genre of music people are working out to. All right. Two big stories from today. Get you learned with your fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. 
Fourth and final round of headlines. Big thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530 Good Air. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed, Nikki D. A freak accident has shocked the hockey world. H7. And Adam Johnson back for Aston Reese. Former Pittsburgh Penguin Adam Johnson played for the Nottingham Panthers in England's elite league until a tragic accident this weekend. During a Halloween-themed matchup, his neck was severely cut by a skate. Former former NHL star Adam Johnson, he was only 29 years old. They were doing a, a Halloween-type tournament over in the U.K. and another skater accidentally they had a collision and his skate cut across his neck and unfortunately he passed away from those injuries. They ended up stopping the game, shutting the rink down, sending people home. But one of the things I noticed um, that I looked up when I was going over this story that I didn't know about hockey was that they're supposed to wear some type of neck guards to avoid these type of injuries. Now, believe it or not, they don't happen very often, but they can happen and they can kill you. Yeah, and those blades are Real sharp. I never even thought about that as a hockey injury. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, mo- my mind. the movies where they'll, you know, use the skates and uh, mm-hmm. what was that movie? Um, oh, uh, Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Yes. And at the end, his girlfriend runs out on the ice rink and uh, swings uh, swings somebody around and cuts the, the bad guy that was chasing her. Those things are real. Yeah, I would think too. I mean, I don't know much about hockey, but I would think that they would wear at least a turtleneck or something. I don't right. think a turtleneck will well, help but them, but they said they have actual, give me something. <laughs> they have actual neck guards that they can wear, but most hockey players they say don't. I don't even I, think I you have that. to ride, uh, wear a helmet. No, but you should because uh, uh, I was listening to this other hockey player's interview and he got cut across his cheek and he said his injuries could have been a lot worse if he didn't have the helmet. So I guess whatever part that was still exposed is what he got. Cut. So he didn't have a face mask; he just had a helmet on, right? Or he didn't even have a helmet. No, he said he had a oh, helmet he had on, a... and that's what <clears throat> kept it from being worse than like what it tearing was. tearing his ear off. Right, he got 25 stitches in his jaw. You know, and I saw that story this weekend. I have a, a buddy that I grew up with uh, named Adam Johnson. You ever had that happen? It's like a story like a, like a story like this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the person in the story, you know somebody named that? Because it's a pretty you know, generic name. That's a common name. name. Common name. I was like, oh, man, not another one of my friends. It's such an odd way to go. I didn't even yeah. know he played hockey. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> You just automatically made your friend a professional hockey player. And, and then in your head, when you find out it's not them, then you feel even worse because you're like, oh, thank God it's not him. <laughs> but somebody else died. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your compassion, kiddo? All right, second uh, story. Working out in the gym, you may hear this. H8. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. What do you mean you don't know about that? I'm not listening to the white stripes. I'm not listening to the white stripes. the wrong... Okay, okay, I'm going to say, I pulled the wrong song? Go ahead go ahead and fade it down now, because you made me think for a second that I pulled the wrong song. Well, according to a new study conducted by All Access, okay, they analyzed Spotify's most popular workout playlist, and the number one song on the workout playlist was White Stripes. I understand that. I'm just saying for really? me personally. Yes, this was the number one song. Yeah, no. Yeah, followed by Guns N' Roses, uh, Bon Jovi, those were two and three. Okay. So I can see that. What do you mean? What's on your playlist, Nelson? <laughs> I've worked out. I have worked out before. To? I listen to I. It's heavy on Tool and Rage Against the Machine and um, 
Limp Biscuit and and old Limp Biscuit and all the stuff. Nel- it's on Nelson's workout playlist. Is is older music? Uh-huh. But let me tell because you, because it's the last time I worked, the last out. Time he worked out. There you go. <laughs> this this white stripe song. I'm gonna tell you what this is good for running. This song will help you stay on beat if you have to run, and I know that because I had to do it in boot camp. That's like what is it? The Bee Gees with CPR? Uh huh. You know. Staying alive. Yeah. So that's that. I can see this being number one. This is a good running song. Well, it's a it's a it's a stadium anthem song, which I don't yes. get either. Like I like the way like Jack White is extremely talented. Yeah. Sounds to me like you hating on the White Stripes. It's a workout playlist. <clears throat> but see, here's the thing: is I I literally, I have like really two different go tos on my. Uh, if I were if I'm working out by myself, it's if you're working out with someone else, you should not listen to music. That's rude. Should yeah, I not, learned that working out with you. Yeah, I think it's extremely rude. You got an earbud out to you know maybe if you have one earbud in, that's one thing. Um, but I only have two playlists that I two two bands two artists that I listen to. Which depend, is what uh, would be Hollywood Undead. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's if I'm in that kind of mood, which I usually am. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not in that mood, I'm in the opposite of that mood. Believe it or not, the fray. What? Yep, the fray. <laughs> you don't How get to, to crap on the white stripes as a not being a workout playlist if you're working out to the fray. How to save a right. life. Yeah, that don't sound workoutish <laughs> no. to me. No, I know, but for some reason, I love that band, but for some reason, it's a good band. That band and especially that album, mm-hmm. it just makes me relaxed. When I'm working out. That's interesting. I put that album on to cry. Well, I'm crying when I'm working out. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I'm crying as I'm working oh, out. I gotcha. So it's a very interesting gym that I go to. Yeah. <laughs> they have tissues at every machine. We talk about our feelings. It's called uh, Trigger Fitness. <laughs> now that's good. Uh, when you be coming up with some It's ideas. a West Coast thing. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Got anything on the text machine? Same number, we'll get to that. Once again, remind you of what song you're listening for. 98 Rocks, Big Fat Bribe continues, $500 at stake, in your pocket. Had a winner earlier, we'll have a winner later. And uh, roll some credits and get out of here for a Monday. Give us a minute. Hang on. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, Nelson. Thanks to Kyle for helping out. I just got one of those um, scammy texts, like literally just two seconds ago. Which one did you get this time? Do you want to come over for dinner tomorrow night? I'll make lasagna. Oh, goodness. They're getting more and more clever. I love lasagna. Do you want to go over there then? Yeah, well, I don't know where there is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid if I go there, I might never come back here. <laughs> you know, I uh, I don't want to talk too much about this, and I know it's the end of the show, but I got to bring this up. Hmm. Is I when I moved here, <clears throat> uh, purchased a house, and when I purchased this house, I was told something about this house, which ends up being not true. I would have never purchased the house if that were the case. So I'm trying to hold those uh, responsible for their negligence. And I don't want it to get ugly. And I'm trying to do it the friendly way. And, uh, you know, like, hey, help me out with this solution. Obviously, you're at fault. And I'm being very, very nice about this whole situation. But I can see that at least one of the parties so far is not going to want to play along. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like if you're wrong, you're wrong. You know you're wrong. Like, how can you live with yourself 
if you make a mistake like that, I don't think it was malicious, but it still was a mistake, and that's your yes. job. You have to be held accountable for it. So why go through all the, the, the hoops and jump through fire and all that stuff when you, you know, it's just like, let's figure this out together. They can sleep just as well as the people that bulldoze that lady's house. So, <laughs> right. Here, here's what's going to happen. I get to uh, kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I'm going to be able to live out two fantasies at one time. One, is? one being a lawyer. I knew you were going to say that. And two, going to Judge Judy. Ooh. That's what I'm going to take him. Okay. I'm going to go to Judge Judy. <laughs> That'll be the best day. Of, win or lose, I don't care. Well, I do care, of course. But sure. I mean, I you will get to be on Judge Judy, and I will win and defend yourself. Yeah. And then there are going to be lawyers that are going to be watching that. We need to hire this guy. Oh. Without have him having to pass the bar. I don't think that's how that works. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. All right, text machine quickly, please. Uh, Nelson. You know old Moneybags is sitting on more duct tape than he wants to admit. Here's how you get your bumper. Step one, break into Bailey's garage. Step two, take his hoard of duct tape and sell it online. It might be enough to get you two bumpers. Step three, avoid the battle axe at all costs. (laughs) I'm Moneybags? You're Moneybags. Please. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen Terrifier 2 literally traumatized? No. No, I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, it's like the, it's supposed to be the, I've seen it, the goriest scene in cinema. So much so that people were running out of the theater, some of them vomiting. No, I'm good. Ooh. It's the goriest thing you've ever seen. You've not seen anything gorier. Yeah, I'm good. I don't think I want to watch that. No, you don't. I'm telling you, you don't. I'm not down with the gore. Have you seen it? Mm Mm-hmm. It's that bad. It's that bad. Okay. So you would never watch it again? Mm, I have no no. no need to watch it again, ever. No. All right. 98 Rocks Big Fat Bribe. We gave away 500 bucks uh, earlier this morning. Duckies, if you will. Yes, we will. A great winner. Very excited. Uh, I believe his name was Charlie. Uh, Tom Petty. Mary Jane's Last Dance. His name was Chad. Chad. Chad, Charlie. Okay. That's Charlie Chad's Chad? just short for Charlie. Got okay. <laughs> Tom Petty, Mary Jane's last dance. You're listening for that. Be caller 18 to 916-909-0985. Get yourself $500. All right, Nikki, you got anything? Change your name right now if it's Charlie. <laughs> I want to walk out this door and go, what's up, Chad? Oh, my God. <laughs> to our Charlie. See how he reacts. Like, how'd you know? <laughs> Nelson? Uh, yeah, that's just Nelson. That's how you can find me on uh, Venmo or Cash App. You got a little <laughs> extra coin. Why don't you earn it? I'm trying to earn it. Send it. Send them to your cam uh, cameo. Okay, that's just Nelson. A cameo. There you go. <laughs> I tried to help you out with the bit, but you, you know, just let it drop. Tried to help you out, but you didn't want anything to do with it. Did a whole segment on it, which was a waste of my time. Right? Remember that? Yeah, we did. No one has hit him up yet for a cameo. No, but there's nothing to it. Like Maybe he should send out a free one to let people see what they will be getting. I gave him like eight ideas. You did. None of them. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So can't help those that don't want to help themselves. Earn it. Cameo was great. Send out funny videos. Only fans. What I tell you? Eat, eat chips, chips with my butt. Dude, people pay tons of money for that. Dang, I should order some cameo, birthday cameos from you. I'll do that for, for the next oh people God. I know that have birthdays. <laughs> okay. They're only like Stand five by. bucks. Yeah, right. They're super affordable. Way cheap. You order like 5,000 of them, I'm you can buy a bumper. Down. All right. Have Nelson do Look, cameos. have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we will talk to you tomorrow at 6. And bye. That's enough nonsense for today. Oh.
This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.